The following episode of the Three O'Clock Parade podcast is presented by Adventure Is Out There Travel. Whether you prefer a vacation with or without a tent in Tomorrowland, contact Becca, B-E-K-K-A, at adventureisoutthertravel.com. They will help you with free, no-obligation quotes and finding discounts. And now, to read the directions to cook and open your frozen turkey, it's Skipper Lipton. To open the bag, insert one finger from each hand into the holes. With even force, pull one hole to the right and the other hole to the left until bag starts to open. Thank you. And good night. Kungaloosh! Viva guy, and who is it getting hot in here, or is it just me? Might be a little bit hot. I don't know, but when your nipples get cold, they get, or when your nipples are hard, that's cold, right? Because well, it's a frozen turkey, so I guess it's cold. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not cold, but my nipples are fucking like rocks right now. Well, that is the first time we've ever kicked thing. off. First no. time we've ever kicked off the parade with an ask sour boner. So that was for you, Colin. For your ass sour boner uh, from from that sign. This is Drunk at Disney here in Orlando. You've already heard her. That's Rhiannon. Hey. And he's back, folks. We loved having Dean on the show last week, but it doesn't feel like home until Skipper Dick Ritchie is back. Hello. It's me. Woo. I'm back. I was in Texas. Now I'm here. So the gang is back together. We got Lipton in the house. It just feels right. Mm, it feels real good. <laughs> Feels really good right now. Man, getting a little tight in the pants there. Oh, okay. I'm not wearing pants, dude. Just free flowing. <laughs> I'm just worried I'm gonna you know, hit the table. Well, we're glad to have you back, especially because last week and this week, coming into this week, have been two of the the most news coming out that we've had in a long time, and you missed it, buddy, last week. But you're back. I'm back. Kungaloosh, Viva Gaian. Hi, everybody. I just wanted to tell you, wanted to, you actually had some questions about, you said you were listening back to last week's show and Ooh. our discussion about the Liberty Riverboat Tiana dessert party brought up some questions for you. Well, my question was, I just, I wasn't sure if it was a afternoon or an evening party because out here, the, the riverboat closes early. I mean, it's not even open right now because... Nobody's on the water. So basically, you're asking what time the 3 o'clock parade is? Well, no, I didn't realize it was for the parade. I thought it was a nighttime Mm. thing, because to me, I thought, man, that'd be cool to go on there and watch fireworks. Yeah. Um, But thinking that it was that, so I'm like, what's all the rage about if if it closes early anyway? Like, who cares? But no, now that I understand that it's actually for the parade, that's a bit of a kick in the pants. Yeah. It's for us. It, I'm looking at the hours for today, and it's open from 11 to 1, and then again from 4 to 5. So it is there is a three-hour um, parade in the middle. Ooh. But did you notice that today it actually went off for the first time? Um, oh, I are, did. You did see it that. and stupid. <laughs> the, they, it's like they park it as far away as possible from the parade, it looks like. Yeah. 
It's like, can you barely see the parade? All right, drop anchor. Drop anchor. Well, I saw yeah. the one picture where the person was basically standing behind a tree. <laughs> but I'm wondering, yeah, Josh like, was live tweeting it. So, is that just a bad place? Like, because that's not the only view from the boat, right? Like, there's got to be another place to go. I guess. I mean, but yeah, but I love Josh. What he said was like, you would expect this is where they would put you if you were not able to pay. <laughs> 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 so, um, yeah, definitely from his from his angle, uh, it definitely did not look uh, like a great place to watch the fireworks. Excuse me, watch the three o'clock parade. So um, how much is that thing? It's like forty nine bucks. Can someone explain to me? And maybe this is a very stupid question. I don't know. But. Why is it that the boat doesn't start operating until two hours after park open? What's going on between 9 and 11 that they can't be running the boat? I think they just – most people probably don't rope drop uh, Liberty Bell is my guess. Okay, you know, a couple things like the, the um, Tiki Room a lot of times doesn't open until 11. Some of, the, some of those uh, sort of uh, walk-on – to, well, I'm trying to think of a good term for it, but the uh, filler attractions. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> for most people, I'm talking about for most people's day. Those are the ones you use when you don't have a fast pass, and I think Delivery Boat does that. But um, so, anyways, that's what it was, Skipper. So it was. It is not. But looking at the reason I say that is looking at what I saw today. It certainly would be a better location for fireworks viewing. Maybe they should do that. Yeah, that's that's that was the thing. Like when I read it, I saw everybody bitching, and not just the people that normally bitch. And I was like, what the fuck's going on? Why is everybody so upset? I was you take like, notice when you see normal people bitching. It's like you, you finally take notice. Yeah, right? I was just like, oh, it's not just she he bitching. What's going on in this world? <laughs> and uh, and that's when I was like, I don't I don't get it. Why is everybody so upset? Like, that sounds like an awesome time and a place to watch fireworks. And then um, <laughs> when you guys explained that it's during the parade, I was like, oh, those fucking assholes. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, it uh, it is what it is. It'll be interesting to see if this takes off. I mean, it just feels like, you know, it, it just feels like the like in the. I could be wrong, but it feels like in the past the new additions seemed more calculated, like a lot of let's let's do a lot of planning, and and now it just seems like it's like let's like just throw tents. everything at the wall and just see what sticks. I mean. So many little things kind of came out in the last uh, few weeks. Um, that was one of them. And then also, did you see they added like a pizza, like a pizza? Uh, the drive-thru? <laughs> or the, yeah. at the All-Star? The All-Star Sports in the, in, the, in the bus loop. At the what? bus stop. They added a yeah. pizza stand so in you, the bus stop. When you get home at the end of no. the day, you just pick up a pizza and walk it to your, to your room. No, this is all wrong. You don't put a pizza cart in a line. You put a beer cart in a line. Fucking so Universal what? has this figured out. They do that in crowded queues for Harry Potter shit. Yeah. Where are beer carts? Seriously. They do have beer, though, at the uh, World Premiere Express uh, at the All-Star Movies. They have uh, Yingling, Heineken, Bud, and Bud Light available. So... Barf, Going, barf, barf, and barf. Yay. Looking at the uh, park guide map, and I'm going back to the to – the, I'm, like, obsessed with this stupid Tiana yeah. ice cream thing. Um, <laughs> where do they actually park the boat? Because there's an open spot across from the uh, Diamond Horseshoe. 
That looks like it would be perfect. Yeah. You parked the boat there. You got a clear, clear view of the parade. Did they back it up to, to like the haunted mansion? So. <laughs> it's just, it's what it looks like. I mean, jo- the one thing, at least what I saw, Josh's pictures did not actually have the parade going in the photos. Maybe there were some. No, later no, he did. Right, so. He did. Oh, did he? I he didn't had see one him. that was captioned like "Hi, Mickey," and you can't see Mickey because there's That's a funny. tree in the way. Right. I and mean, then somebody just... wrote "R.I.P. Tree," which I thought was the funniest thing I've oh, probably like, seen on gonna... Twitter. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just but... feel like um, it's just every department. There must be so. Here's where where it gets me. Like I think I feel almost like this has got to be so much pressure on these area managers to create revenue and to have that you know eight to nine percent every year over last year because it feels like every department is trying to one-up each other like probably what what i picture is at all-star sports they're like if people are going to go and they're going to get pizza over at disney springs or at the parks we got to catch them before they leave so let's put a pizza spot here so we get the money and not the parks like i really feel like it's a um every department for themselves frenzy over there for who's going to look better and then um, go for those promotions. I'll bet I, you I just the, think there's so much pressure. I'll bet you the pizza thing was just probably like they realized that after the park closes and all the cheerleaders get home, that there's like this like surge in pizza delivery. And they only, you know, they probably are just like, well, what if we just leave it? <laughs> what if we just leave a pile of boxes for them to walk by and just give us $30 a pizza? Yeah. And just okay, not even so here's bother. an ask sour boner. Ooh. Would you buy one of those pizzas? No, I don't. I think no. I don't like the pizza on property. <laughs> no. I don't oh care. yeah. Well, I mean, I'm. I, I mean, but we're we're putting ourselves not in the target demographic right. here of who would I buy mean, this pizza. Yeah. You're walking was... out with your you with your kids, and you're you're you all you want to do is get to Expedition Everest for your fast pass at four o'clock. And you're like, we are late, and you're going, and you're like, oh my gosh, we could just grab pizza here. Why not do that? Like, I, convenience is clearly the key here, and I could definitely see families doing this and groups and things like that. I don't. But seeing I could as they don't encourage food on the yeah. buses, right? I think, so I think this is so more what, of a... is it more for the people waiting in line because they're going to be waiting for a while, or is it people coming off of the bus who don't want to? take the time to go to the food court and want to just grab something and take it back to their rooms. Right. That's what I think. I think it's for people coming back after the parks. That and are like, maybe they can head off maybe some of the craziness of the food court. Right. Like this, this cuts here. the traffic to the food court. If you just want pizza. It cuts the traffic to like pizza delivery. And like how late does, a, does the delivery go for? Is this something that they can do where they're actually stealing, you know, from oh. like the, the Domino's guy or the Pizza Hut guy off property where they're just like – yeah, instead of having to order delivery, we'll just hand these Clearly. things out. But I just see this as one of just so many of these. Um, and then they added the cart, the drink cart in the in the parking lot of Epcot. Literally, like a, oh, like as you're walking from you your car to Epcot, there's a, there's a drink cart so you can grab. But it's not beers, though, of course, wow. but it's just sodas and, and snacks. And I it just feels like. It's every area manager for themselves, and it's like the the parking people are expected to make eight percent more to twelve percent more this year than they made last year, and there aren't that many more cars coming, so we got to make it somehow. And so we better get the drink here in parking before it gets to in the park, so we can cut on. And I just think it's every department trying to cut off each other, and that's how I see it because that's how corporate corporations are working right now. It's like, who's going to get... Yeah, but isn't gonna... that food and beverage and not parking? And what's the difference between the parking one at Epcot and the, like, Jeffrey's coffee shop 
right before you went. Yeah, before you go into Animal Kingdom. Whoever's the manager of parking, I'm telling you, I'm sure that goes to parking. I bet that that's it's a separate thing. Do you think that that in that very specific case? Maybe it has something to do with now they have the preferred parking that somehow comes with bottled water. That there are enough people being like, hey, do I get a bottle of water? And they're like, no, sorry, fuck you. But they're like, uh. And so they maybe responded to complaints by putting a stand where they could purchase something cold. Which is uh, funny because if they purchased I the bottle of water, awesome. it probably would have made up the difference in the price for parking. True. <laughs> <laughs> So they probably would have gotten I, better parking anyway. <laughs> yeah, I don't see it that way. I really think I've just seen so many, ev- so much evidence of this, where each area is just gunning for that little bit extra revenue. That that's how I see it: is each department gunning for itself. So, and it's no, I it, agree with you for the most part, but I just think the specific instance of the soft drinks and water in the Epcot parking lot might be different. But maybe I don't know. Interesting though. I just see so many. It just. It's like literally, let's throw fifty things at the wall and see what sticks. That's what's been happening in the last couple of weeks. It's been very, very interesting. Let's see. Do we miss anything? We got bus bus stop pizza. We got cart. Uh, so that's for, that's about it right now, I think. Um, did you see Rivers of Light officially has shown to cast members now? It's actually happened. Whoa! Yeah, I'm excited to check this out. I've seen. Lots of reaction set all across the board, as you can probably imagine. A lot of it saying that it's the worst thing ever. It's such a huge disappointment. And then other people literally were like, I was crying. It was so good. So <laughs> like, I've seen the gamut from both. So it'll be very, uh, I'm excited to go check this out. And I'm hoping um, that it start it opens to everybody here shortly. Yeah, I, I, I only saw a few things where, Somebody took the picture and then wrote a bunch of red X's on it for the stuff that didn't make it into, you know, into the show. Oh, from like the concept yeah. art? Yeah, I guess. And I couldn't oh, yeah. tell, was it an extra boat or was it the mammoth that didn't make it in? And was oh, I didn't catch that one. The fire or was it the other random boat? Like those red X's weren't in exactly like the best places for me to know what was going on. But I still want to see it. It looks great. It looks fun. Oh, absolutely. This is exactly what Animal Kingdom needs in the evening. And I, I really hope it I – I really want it to be a little bit easier to just kind of cruise in, grab a seat. I, I, I hope – it's like I want it to be good but not like – I don't know. I, 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 I want it to be something that I can go see and grab a seat pretty easily. I'm hoping it's not where you really have to get a – a fast pass or dining package just to get in. I'm hoping that's not the case because it, you know, kind of like uh, illuminations, reflection of earth. I just kind of catch it wherever I'm at, at the time. Uh, I'm not one of those. that's going to try to go get a great seat for it. For illuminations. I am actually for all the fireworks. No, I, I hope it's awesome. Yeah. Me too. Oh, I do too. Absolutely. Absolutely. I guess I don't really know where I was going with that. <laughs> Um, so I'm excited to check out. That's what you're doing. Oh, I am being a little selfish in that I love ease. I like ease is what I prefer. So that's what I'm hoping. You like them easy. All right, we get it. Right. I do. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Oh my gosh, Skipper, scale of one to ten. Ten. How nervous are you? Ten. (laughs) Scared even for the fate of Lightning McQueen. 
Oh, man. I am so excited about... Like, when I watched that trailer, I was... First, I watched it on my phone. And I didn't have headset on. So I was like, I gotta watch this with my headset on. I bet you it sounds awesome. And then I realized, why am I watching it on a phone? So I ran to the TV, and I watched it on that. <laughs> and that was awesome. And then I went to the movies this weekend. And before the movie started, they showed it on the big screen. And I was like... Oh my god! Lightning! No! So I'm very excited. But I don't... I kind of feel... If you remember in the first movie, um, the sheriff car was in an accident, and that's how he became the sheriff. And then he trained Lightning. So I'm almost wondering if that's what they're going to do. Is this a way that they kind of hand off, like, Lightning's going to become the the new sheriff and... Sensei, and then some, and then he's gonna have to train somebody else and teach them the same way. Where you know you you turn left to go right, whatever you say, so old man. So what you're saying is, they're Cars gonna remake the first one. Was Rocky, and Cars Three is going to be like one of those later ones, like Apollo Creed. You know, like the movie where they just right. use, like where where now Rocky is the is, mentor. Right. He's the he's, and the he's chain, training the, the the younger yes. uh, one. So I'm not sure which I care less about, this or Star Wars. Oh my god! Oh, the new Star Wars movie. Talk about I, I didn't wood. Yeah, I wasn't even planning on talking about that. But Skipper, you must be getting there. So much is coming out. New trailers, new photos. I mean, you got definitely oh, I'm, I'm tons of Darth Vader. Stayed away from all of it now. I bought my tickets. I was up at... I actually was up at midnight. Well, that's not that big of a deal. I was up at midnight because... But on Eastern time. Because everything that's run on the internet, uh, which is super lucky for us and not so great for you guys, um, 9 o'clock our time is midnight there. So at 9 o'clock over here, the tickets went on sale. I didn't have to stay up that late. But um, right, I, I got my tickets, and uh, I was really excited because... I've got seats that I really like, and I bought them at a theater that has assigned seating, so I don't even have to get in line super early like I did last year. Yeah. Um, but I what I thought this was not the real Star Wars, but like the one-off something. It doesn't even matter. So Ugh. you don't even understand. Like I said, I don't care. Well, it sounds like it's like the fan. It's like the Fantastic Beasts of Star Wars. Yeah, it really <laughs> is. Yes, exactly. But what I'm what I thought was crazy. And uh, I should have actually added it to our news list, but I didn't. So the fact that you brought it up makes me excited. Is that um, <laughs> nice work, the, Rhiannon? You brought up uh, I know, right? Star Wars. Oh. Fucking a. No, well, just that all the like buy your tickets early websites and uh, apps they all crashed. Like they couldn't handle the amount of traffic coming in um, to buy tickets because people, I guess, are really excited to see this movie. Uh, as a matter of fact, when I was on buying my ticket, I, I had a few different screens going, and Fandango actually had me on a seven-minute wait. And I'm like, the whole point of buying these tickets online is so that you don't wait. Like, So I closed that window, and another one opened instantly, and I bought my tickets that I wanted anyway. But yeah, I just thought it was cool that there's that much interest in this movie. Where, like when, uh, when, like you say... It's not even one of like, you know, part of the like main saga. It's kind of more of a prequel. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. So I'm not it. making that up. Okay. I'm definitely excited, and it, much in my spirit of hashtag 
eliminate standby. My way of eliminating standby for these movies is to wait like a week, week and a half and just see it with no problems. Cruise right in, have the place to myself. So that's what I'm going to do. Oh, no. I think I might actually be seeing an opening day. Yeah, with work again? Yeah. Yeah, I like your work. Yeah. yeah, my work's awesome. <laughs> yeah, you got some, you got some fans there. So yeah, pretty exciting. I'm definitely excited about the movie. My kids are excited about. Well, um, one of my kids is really excited about the movie, and I'm gonna take her, and we're gonna. So have one of your time. kids is cool. <laughs> and one of them is just younger. So pretty excited. Uh, let's see. Um, where are we going with that? Rhiannon, you weren't excited mm-hmm. about Star Wars, but I've got yeah. something that you will be excited about. One of your sure. favorite resorts. The Disney's Wilderness Lodge mm-hmm. has announced what they're going to have in their new area. They're going to have a, uh, of course, the new pool and then quick service uh, area. Mm. What's with the sigh? You're not excited about the new well, pool area? Okay, because I have two concerns here. One of which is that I think this is trying to mask the fact they're taking away from the public beach with the fucking bungalows. So that pisses me off. This is like a misdirect. And second of all, are we even sure that we as the average lay people can get into this? Or is this going to be their version of the Polynesians Oasis Bar and Grill that you cannot get into unless you're staying at that resort? It looks like their version of the Oasis. Exactly. But this is so a resort you I... stay at frequently though, right? Or no? Yeah. Seems like you're there quite a bit. I've been there like twice in my entire life. Like three times, I think, or twice. Those times have been just since I've known you. So that's pretty frequently. So anyway. Yeah, it's, it's, I guess, technically more accessible, but still not really. So Let's see. A nearby, let's see, Boulder Ridge Railway and Mining Company water tower. Let's see. But it does not look like it's going to have a great slide, which concerns me. I do not, I do not see a slide in it. That concerns well, me. Because I mean, the slide at the quiet pool. Terrible. But the slide at the main pool is terrible. It's like it half of a slide. Fine, at... Whatever. But they're taking away the quiet pool and putting in another noisy pool? Well, I guess not. They're gonna, you're right. I think you, you hit the nail on the head with this their version of the um, Oasis at the uh, Polynesian. Have you seen that since they did it, Skipper? Like the new... DVC pool area at the Polynesian? No. Yeah, it'd be very similar to that. It's really awesome. But yeah, it is extre- It is completely for resort guests only. Even just to get into the bar and grill area is for resort guests only. Well, I was so, noticing this thing is completely fenced in. Looking at the picture. Right. There, there's multiple things about this picture. One, the pool is completely fenced in. Two, they well, have... That being said, all Disney pools will be fenced in shortly they are in the process of fencing because that kid drowned like it's a for insurance reasons that so they when they're when the the lifeguards are gone they're going to lock them up so every disney pool will have a a fence momentarily so that's not news in that way uh they've got cool little bungalows that aren't just target tents that are set up and they look like they're themed (laughs) so they're made out of wood with like canvas tops Mm -hmm. those look awesome um but the thing that i want to kind of bring up most of all about this picture from the uh disney announcement is what a terrible photoshop job it is it's just so bad (laughs) like like i'm looking at it thinking like man i could have done a better job on my phone and i usually 
do and like <laughs> the things that are like yeah like things that are in the distance are blurry things that are up close are blurry the blur on the people is different than the blur on the oh it's just it's bad just a bad <laughs> bad image altogether Oh, I think you're right. I do sort of see where you're going, Rian. I love all these new additions. I love what they've done at the Polynesian, but it does, it is kind of a bummer that these, and it's great for the people staying, but for those of us who like to go have lunch and things at the resorts, the fact that you feel more uh, locked out is not a fun. Yeah, excluded. But when you're staying, it's like you feel 10 times cooler eating there. I feel cool enough just staying at one of those resorts. Yes, and this did begin back with the Bay Lake Towers, who started that awesome trend of that. Awesome. Thanks, Thanks, Bay Lake Tower. Thanks a lot, Bay Lake Tower. Ooh, we still have 11 hours. All right, cool. No idea what that means, but uh, Rhiannon. Yes. I would say this. uh, Here on the 3 o'clock parade, we rarely get requests from Rhiannon on what to talk about. (laughs) It happens maybe once every four shows. At best, she made sure that we talked about this tonight. So we're bringing it up, Rhiannon. The highway in the sky, dine around, is here. Basically, a progressive dinner on the monorail loop by Disney, creating their own drinking around the monorails. Thoughts? I don't hate it. Oh, is it limited? Um... Is it, I, it has to be because it talks about how like it's a party and you stay with your party. And so obviously there has to be a limit on the number of people they allow in the party. Um, and probably just a section of these restaurants. I mean, they're just going to yeah. come in. What? So I mean, let's just, just, just for, just for shits and people, let's say 10 tables. Let's just say just for fun. All right. Do you want um, to read the description or want me to like, just make it up? I will. <laughs> let's see. I will read the official description. Here okay. are your full details. Your dine-around adventure begins at Disney's Contemporary Resort. You check in at the Wave, so you start at the Wave. You relax and mingle with your fellow diners. Enjoy a welcome appetizer and specialty cocktail what? before you set off on your odyssey. So you have a appetizer and cocktail at the Wave. Then you move on to the Disney's Polynesian Village Resort. Let's see. It does not say exactly where. They're just saying you're going to luxuriate in the charm of this exotic retreat with an enticing variety of island-inspired libations and appetizers. I read that as they're going to have this somewhere not in a main restaurant. Mm-hmm. That's how I read that. They're going to have that somewhere else. Um, because obviously Ohana and uh, Kona are just jam-packed all the time. Yeah. So, so anyways, they'll have that there. And then it's time to change of scenery and cuisine as the monorail transports you to World Away to the opulent Victorian-style Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa. Step inside and step back in a bygone area. They, they get the longest description. And Spa! You're going to citrus. Yeah, you're if going I to citrus. made this up, it would be quicker. Yeah. No kidding. So you're getting a special chef's main course selection, and you will go to the lobby to sip champagne. You and look savor- at Citricos. Yeah, and you're going to go to the lobby. To the champagne and savor selection of artisanal cheeses. I'm saying that your your chef's experience is at Citricos, just in yes. case you're wondering. Yeah, chef's experience is at Citricos. Then you get back on the monorail and go to Contemporary Resort. 
Well, the culmination of the evening where you go to a private patio and enjoy indulgent desserts, cordials, and coffee from this exclusive location. You watch in wonder as the Wishes Nighttime Spectacular light up the night. There you go. So here's my takeaway. In order to do this, it sounds like this is going to be at least a three-hour ordeal, if not more so. And they're pointing out food options at one, two, three, four, five locations. And they've mentioned cocktails in at least some of those, if not all of them. And wishes viewing. And it's like the same price as some one of their bullshit fairy things. I mean, yeah, it's $150. $150. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, plus I plus tax say, and gratuity. For three plus hours, five different locations, cocktails included, $150 sounds reasonable. Yeah. Am I crazy? Like, am I missing something? No, Are this is crazy? exciting for me. I'm am thinking. Am I drinking the Kool Aid? Hopefully. Maybe I'm rubbing off on you a little bit. I've been oh, hoping yeah. to do I, just I, that. I don't, I don't think this sounds that crazy. To me, the biggest obstacle i could foresee is just trying to time the monorail i could see you know the person who's in charge of leading the group saying okay guys onward next stop and then you get up to the monorail and it's like uh with the wait a while okay well uh, it should be here soon oh there's not enough room in this car well let's wait for the yeah, next yeah i one. would hope like, they would issue you <laughs> yeah usher you up to a car right right but oh. you know, other than the operational logistics, I don't know. I, I, I'd be willing to try it out. Oh, yeah. That definitely sounds fun. Um, I've, I, I have no reason to dislike this. It sounds like a, sounds really fun. I mean, 300, so you're thinking a $300 dinner plus um, plus gratuity. So what? So it'd be like for a couple, of course, I'm thinking. So you're thinking 350 bucks, 360 out the door. Maybe more. I don't know. Whatever. So it is still going to be. I mean, that's a hefty dinner, but it's a real whole. Like you said, it's a whole night. <laughs> no, yeah. I um. Somebody said that it actually included the one fifty. Oh, plus tax and gratuity. Sorry, I I had read somebody else on Twitter that they said that that was included in the one fifty, but I guess not. Yeah. So it'll be you know it'll be a hefty you know so you know whatever. Anyway, that, now we're just getting into a little bit. But I agree that in the in its own, it's going to be. And I've, I already heard people that have booked it and are going to do this. So um, yeah, definitely it's cool. Be interested to hear exactly what you Ooh. get food-wise because obviously you could sit there and say like, oh yeah, dessert selections. Maybe you get a mini cupcake. <laughs> I don't know. So, we have the, the typical dessert party spread, you know, which is usually yeah, pretty but good. That's what I'm saying. Like, ooh, Hawaiian fair. You get a shrimp. I just I would be interested to see exactly what the offerings are. But I feel like whenever you see these things, they don't skimp on what they're giving you typically. Like when you see a dessert party, it's not like it's like usually half-assed desserts. It's usually that's usually really is pretty good typically. Right, um, which is why like this just it almost seems too good to be true. Because if you compare this to the prices of the fairy wishes or whatever the fuck it's called, and you know this. Tiana Naveen dessert thing and whatever they got going on over in Future World and that stupid brunch they were doing at Narcusi's and you look at the time you're spending, the view you get for something and the amount of food, it didn't really seem worth the while. 
So here this is, like, multiplying all the locations, all the time, and the view, and it's not multiplying at the same rate the price. you got to wonder what's going on. Yeah. I think it's uh, probably an introduction. <laughs> if it's super successful, this will probably be the introductory price. <laughs> well, I'm looking at – I've been trying – since we started talking, I've been trying to book it online, and none of the times that I'm going to be there – in the spring seem to be available and I've been working my way backwards. I'm through January now and I'm not even seeing any dates that show and I'm just trying to book it for a party of five, by the way. I can definitely tell you're doing that because every time you hit your uh your click button, Son it's like dun, 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 dun. No, that's my heart. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I'll give you that. It's good. Um, it's good. It's good. It's good. So Rhiannon's in. Rhiannon's in. Are you buying yeah. one tickets for the whole group? You don't have to buy my ticket. Let's just go. Let's just go. I, I'd be happy to. I, no, really? I, I so I would. Uh, if I haven't shared the dates with you, I will share the dates that I'll be there in March, and we can I go. think I know at least one of the dates. Okay, so the <laughs> the Tuesday before that date, we should go. <laughs> but yeah, you just said it sold out. Well, you know, it might be their website sucks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just need to figure out how many people are going to go and then call and book the reservation for everybody. I think that'd be cool to find out what the actual size limit is, like how many they're booking for the entire hey, what group. If, it's 30 and then and if you could book, book the entire all. group yourself, just your friends, yeah. that would be cool. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I can tell you right now there's at least uh, me, those two, the other two, five, uh, my brother, that's six. Oh, those two. Cool, yeah. Well, I don't want to mention any names because I don't want to say for sure. But six... <laughs> And then uh, possibly if Drunky and Mrs. Drunky wants to go, that's eight. You know. It sounds cool. Yeah, I, we'll, we'll see. It sounds cool, but I don't know. For me, if it's $400, cool, but we'll see. Like, we'll, <laughs> we'll see. We'll figure it out. Mm. Big tip. We'll figure it out. I wonder if there's a we'll cast fig- discount. We need to get a cast member to come with us. All right, I'll think, I'll, I'll, Wonderland. We'll think about this later. Yes. So, you guys ready for a little Ask Sour Boner? I've missed it so much. Ask Sour Boner, time for me. And me, and me, Sour Boner for you. And you. But not Rhiannon, because she doesn't like us. But everybody else, Sour Boner time. Finn from New York (laughs) would like to know that with the buy one, get one STK gift card, would you rather eat a meal at STK at 50% off or one night at Paradise Pier at 50% off. Hashtag S Sour Boner. <laughs> we'll start, obviously. obviously yeah, this is being directed Richie. toward one person in particular. 50% off. You're going to go with STK or one night at Paradise Pier. Uh, nothing at Paradise Pier. So, so you're going to eat the meal at STK. That's what you Yeah, I actually would. I, I would like to go there. I just feel that the music is probably terrible, but maybe the food's yeah. good. I will tell you this. I just purchased a buy one, get one free oh, SDK gift card for SDK. So I will be going. You sure it was for SDK or an STD? <laughs> oh, I, <laughs> Worst gift card ever. <laughs> Worst gift card ever. I just, which one is it? Oh my gosh. I oh got my fingers crossed. Uh, uh, I don't know what's it's like. Uh, uh, Russian or live gift cards. Uh, what's it going to be? What's it going to be? Um, 
So obviously, okay, I'll answer the question. I would do SDK because I live on the East Coast. But I have a follow-up question, and that is, when have we seen a restaurant in Disney newly opened but not succeeding, and how quickly do they do something to turn it over? Because it really feels like STK is not successful, or is it just because I'm on Disney Twitter sphere and everyone hates it? Is it successful outside of that, or is it not? And if it's not, then are we expecting a refurb, a rebranding, a totally different restaurant coming in? Like, I don't, I personally don't know of any restaurant that's failed quickly and been replaced quickly. Do you? I was having a good conversation this week about this exact thing, what you're saying. And I, um, you're right. I think part of it is we're in the the Disney Twitter sphere and people are, people, what happened was people saw this and assumed SDK is going down because of the buy one, gift one. Meanwhile, it was nationwide for all SDKs. So I don't know if that was that, but that's why it got brought up. Right. So, but I agree. I don't know. I think there's, we don't have enough information. And the question is, when would let's just say to play devil's advocate or whatever it's doing terrible and they're they're losing their money and they literally can't survive another year at what point does disney step in and say we really don't want an empty space right here will they subsidize or even cut the rent and things like that on any of these places like you're right we don't see it happen so we don't know would they do that and the other part is how busy do they have to be to even just break even or you know turn a small profit i don't know how busy they have to be to make money so i, I wish i had more information because i'm curious as well mm, guess we'll see yeah but i have seen, i did see though skipper one thing that did happen i will use the one example that did happen is all-star cafe at espn uh the espn uh wide world of sports um, All-Star Cafe was kind of like, I don't know if you ever went there, but they had a, it was basically like a Planet Hollywood, but with like sports figures. And you yeah. go there. <laughs> and they were, for years, they were given 50% cast discounts. They were given, I mean, they were, it was I always a discount. Oh, it was great because they give good discounts. Yeah, and it was no. slammed on event days and it was dead the rest of the time. Yeah, we used to go they, for, uh, for the cast discounts. And then they also used to do a cast happy hour. Yeah. And I want to say it was like dollar beer and like three dollar nachos, and the nachos were giant. Um, <laughs> yeah, that place was great. But it, was it's a good example, stopped. I think, because what they ended up doing was basically Disney just took it over, took down the name, and just call it like the Sports Cafe. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. I, I think Disney would take possibly take over this spot and just call it Steak. And yeah, and they you know what pay I mean? with a DJ because that seems to be a <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's complaint. The biggest like detractor for that place is um, I don't think people really want to like go and have like in my mind you're going to have a nice steak dinner, right? So I don't think you want to go and have a nice steak dinner and then just have this like gunch, 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 gunch. yeah. What I can't hear you ooh, exactly. Ooh. Ooh. I haven't even ever walked in the building, so I'm excited to check it out. And from when I looked at the prices, probably for the $100 that I have, we're just going to go in, sit at the bar, have like two drinks and an appetizer, and that'll be the entire $100. <laughs> but we'll see how it goes. I'm excited to go check now. it out. What's up? So with your gift cards and your newly found SGD. Yeah, exactly. So, but I, to answer your my opinion on your question, Rhiannon, is I think it will take a long time 
just because even if let's just say they were failing, they really don't want it to fail yet. And I think they're going to make it whether it's cutting the rent or whatever. Disney's going to help out and make sure this is at least somewhat of a success. And just think the money that STK, the company, has put into this. I can't imagine they want to cut and run just yet. Oh, I'm willing to bet that, you know, to be where they are. And they, they probably signed a contract saying, hey, you know what? Whether we're here or not, we're going to pay for two years. Or we're going to do whatever for two years. So more, more than likely, they're going to have to come up with a way to get some people in there where it's... Uh... Bilgo Steaks. All right. Yeah, well, I mean, just... Whether it's buying going free steaks, I'm willing to bet what they're going to do is redo their whole idea of, uh, of the DJ dining, and maybe they'll just do a DJ at night. You know, like yeah. hey, you know what? Come in and have a normal meal, like all... TGI Fridays, where they bring in the DJ at a yeah, <laughs> late right. night happy hour. Yeah, like they'll do like a, hey, after eleven o'clock, we're gonna get the DJ going, and you know, at that point, who knows? Like it'll be after hours steaks or something. Well, it's not going to be easier for them. What's the name? As Paddlefish uh... is still coming, and then the Edison is coming, which is more of a a nightlife uh, draw. So it's not going to get any easier unless somehow maybe the Edison coming and having that nightlife uh, might help by putting it in that – because they are right across the street from each other. It probably was ideal. Like that's the district that maybe would be the late-night district. So possibly that's something that they're holding out for. Maybe. I love to twerk and eat a steak at the same time. I would actually like to watch you do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know what, what uh, Skipper's going to be thinking about tonight. I know, right? Mm. And that's right. the show for everybody, folks. Thank you. There you go. There you go. But Any final thoughts? Um, What's the but I think Our, the final to... float is Rhiannon <laughs> having a steak and twerking. <laughs> Bye-bye. But... Uh, I think we'll know, Rhiannon, when what has always happened and happened at All Star and other places, when we start seeing the 50% cast discount and 30% annual pass holder discounts, and that's when we know, Hmm. when we start seeing the discounts roll in. Um, Scott D would like to know, what's your top prediction for 2017 and what's going to be the big surprise of 2017? Uh, that Rhiannon actually does enjoy Pandora and buys a t-shirt. No, I go yes on A, not on the t-shirt, though. I, I've always said I'm sure I will enjoy it. There's just different levels of enjoyment. No, I know. I was just more referencing last week when you were like, uh, I, know. I don't know if anybody's going to buy any, any merch because it doesn't have that, like... <laughs> You know, I think I think that's how you get those memories, though, is by going and doing that stuff. And then, you know, people are going to be like, oh, man, remember that fun time we had when we opened that land and it was super cool and everybody was yeah. dressed up like giant blue clowns. And man, we should get a shirt that looks like that. <laughs> they should cut you into the commercial. <laughs> Everybody's dressed up like giant blue, giant clowns. blue clowns. We should be getting shirts that look just like that. But I agree. I do not want to see Mickey Mouse, even though I totally believe we'll see a set of uh, figures of of Disney characters in their, like... Pins. Well, and that's the thing. So they can't be, like... Like, Mickey would have to be blue because the army guys were... those, Those weren't good guys in the movies. 
So Mickey would have to be to be a blue Navi character. Yeah. The way they could get away with it, though, is put him in the costume of, like, the Brava Centurion tour guides or something like that, if they wanted to get away with it. Burst. Whatever the cast members are going to be wearing. That's so, true. Yeah. So, um, any, do you have any predictions, bold predictions, Rhiannon, for 2017? No. <laughs> I... I don't know if I really want to go with it for 2017, but I've been so pleased with all the steps that are going towards my eliminate standby with it over <laughs> at Universal that I don't know if it's quite ready for an attraction. I do possibly. So I don't know if I'm ready to make the prediction that Pandora will have an eliminate standby attraction that only has that does not have a standby line. I don't know if I'm ready to make that prediction. Oh, I'm gonna. Pred- I can make a prediction right now that that is not going to happen. I'm getting close, though. I'm getting close to that prediction, but I, I'm not going to make that prediction. But that's definitely something I'm wondering if that's. It'd be a great time to get started. And um, let's see. That's my. T- I guess I will say that is my top hope for 2017 is that we get our first no standby attraction, um, and it feels more likely than ever because of all the new things that are happening um, in the industry. So that is my biggest hope. Um, the biggest surprise of 2017, boy, I don't know. I don't think I can predict anything right now with all the things that are coming out literally on like a daily basis right now. <laughs> like, will we get, will we get like a beer cart in the monorail station and in beers? Will we get more beer carts in the bus stops? Oh God, I hope so. I mean, this could be great. So I might want to say that's one of my predictions is we will get bus. I think All-Star Sports started it. Shouldn't we get some more beer stands in the bus stops? But um, so, Scott, I'm going to go with my fast pass there. So. OK, Sarah Grafham would like to know if Walt Disney World was having a going out of business sale. What one keepsake would you be in it to win it at the auction? Ooh, oof. What do you want to have if Disney was going out of business and you need something? Fire sale. Oh, man. Anything from the Haunted Mansion? Oh, you want a piece of furniture? A, 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 yeah. a figure? I want the grandfather clock. That's a pretty good one. That would be... That's, yeah, something specific like that would be awesome. Um, I'm, I'm leaning... I'm thinking of something from my... Problem is a lot of things from my history aren't even there now. But um, so I'm thinking, I almost would want a. Uh, if I wanted one item, what I would want is a people mover car to be used as a booth, like a breakfast booth. <laughs> you know, put a little table in there, and I would actually be able to sit in the monorail ca- or in the uh, in the uh, people mover car. So I would want a people mover car. I knew you'd say that. <coughs> it's my favorite attraction. Yeah, that's cool. Does it have to be from... See, now I feel like I don't want to do something from a park as much as I want... Like, I want my my writing table and the stickly chair that probably isn't even there anymore from the Wilderness Lodge. But definitely the writing table. Well, now I want, like, a fucking doom buggy as my lazy boy recliner. Oh, nice. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. What, um, what do you mean? Which writing table? 
at the Wilderness Lodge on one of the levels that you can hang out at. Uh, they have yeah. they have uh, there's some old well they used to be stickly uh, writing tables or at least something that looks like that where it's the arts and crafts style. Writing uh, or writing? Writing. Ah, I was like, how do you write a table? Wait, oh, don't come on over and I'll show you. Well, there's that one. Take oh, I'm not even gonna touch that one because that one's too easy. <laughs> Please don't. Thank you. Yay! This is what everybody missed last week. Say, <laughs> hey. there you go. HR. I'm, turn, I'm turning the creep up way high today. Absolutely, Sarah Biles. She found a drinking buddy, and it's uh, it's the answer to why did the chicken cross the road. Did you see what the, they finally figured out why they knew how the, what, why the chicken crossed the road? To get a beer. To get a beer? Oh, I just... Yeah. And it's a chicken drinking from a beer. <laughs> we have a question from Adventure is Out There Travel. Hey. And this... I, I wonder how likely this is, to be honest. It's actually a pretty uh, interesting one is, are you for or against... A fast pass tiering system where, for example, a deluxe you get, say, five fast passes, moderate you get, say, four, and values you get, say, three. So the different levels also come with different perks in the parks, like fast passes. What are your thoughts on that? So, depending on which hotel you stay at? Right, like at the Grand Floridian, you can get five fast passes a day. You're staying at Pop Century, you're only getting three pre planned. I, first of all, I would say that. Regardless of the tier, you should get more than an off-property person. So you should start with four at the values and then five and six. But what I would say is that I don't necessarily agree with that. But what I would agree with would be the opportunity to purchase additional fast passes. So leave it up to the guest. So Uh if they're spending all that money to stay at the Grand Floridian, they have the option to buy more fast passes than somebody staying at a value or a moderate or not staying on property at all. I could definitely see that happening. I don't necessarily – I I could see that happening where there's like a a bonus package that you can add on to include extra fast passes. And you'd be – you would be for that? Um, I, yeah, I don't care. I don't usually, I don't really use FastPass one way or the other anyways. <laughs> like, it sounds great to me. Um, because of the fact that since I don't, uh, I, I would say you'd have to be more guaranteed. Like, I, I don't know if it's going to be one of those things where you can buy extra fast passes, but maybe as part of your booking, they'll be like, hey, you're booking, um, you know, at the Grand, so we can guarantee you that you're going to ride these rides at the magic kingdom. Yeah. And we can guarantee that you're going to ride. So like, maybe it's like an e-ticket package. Right. So no matter where you're staying on property, you have the option to add e-ticket to your right. package, which means, you know, you don't have just to just so you know, this is exactly what I talked about. You guys called me crazy when I said they would plan your day and you would get all the rides you want and you could go do it. And I saw that as my prediction. Oh, no, I don't, I don't doubt that. It's the other part where you think that they're going to just get rid of the lines. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, exactly. Crazy. Um, no, my my only thing is I feel like if you're staying at a deluxe resort, yeah, you're spending more money, so you feel like you should get more. You feel entitled. But you're spending the more 
funny to have the better resort. You already have the closer bus stops and the better amenities. And so it, it almost feels like adding insult to injury to anybody staying in a value to then watch more fast passes being eaten up by those people in the deluxe resorts. It just, it seems like widening the divide between the class system. Which seems like is the way they're going. (laughs) Which, but I, I, okay. So maybe this question is on the one hand, do you agree with it? And on the other hand, do you foresee it happening? Right. Good point. You know, I don't personally agree with it. I think if you have the money to spend, then you should be able to spend the money on additional fast passes, not just have it included as part of your already luxurious package. Oh no! I tend to agree and by the way, that is not a name okay. for anything else. I didn't. I didn't mean it that it would be part of a fancier package. I'm saying if you're on property, you know, no matter where you stay, for the extra, let's just say, hundred and fifty dollars, because that seems to be the number we're throwing around today. Um, <laughs> You can add your e-package or your e-ticket to it, which just means yeah, that you're guaranteed to ride these rides because you're staying and on that's property. Fine by me. Yeah, I think that's cool. No, I don't. Yeah, I don't think it's cool that they the do it on. Money. A, yeah, I, don't well, like I think we're all kind system. of in agreement here, though. Is that Whoa. the class system should be on property versus off property, not between the resorts? Is that what we're all saying right. there? Because off property is yeah. poop. Well, I do kind of agree. I think Disney and I, I I think even as somebody who I don't stay on property nearly as much as I used to, typically just the campground now. And then if somebody else is staying, I sometimes stay with them. But I stay I'm clear. Typically, I typically come off property. I still understand that. I think really, if you're doing a huge package on site, there should be some benefits. (laughs) (laughs) Crap. Uh, if you're staying on property for a package, there should be some benefits to doing that versus staying off property. So I'll yeah. agree. I just, I'm all for a la carte. You should be able to purchase what you're willing to spend money on. And so if you want to spend an extra, again, $150, it's the number we're throwing around, then great. Good for you. You have that extra cash. You're going to throw it at an e-ticket package. But I don't necessarily think it should just be automatically included because you're staying at a deluxe resort. Yeah. I think it, yeah, that's where it gets touchy. Yeah. It's like, is that also, the bonus of staying on property? But I, I think it should also be an offering for those off property. Because, I mean, look at you, again, as an example. You don't typically stay on property because you're a local. So what would happen if you had the skippers in town and he, you know, had a lobotomy and suddenly mm-hmm. wants to do a bunch of rides? And you want to like, <laughs> keep up with him, and suddenly, you know, you're blocked out, or you can't get that frozen fast pass two weeks out in advance, you know. And if you could just say, like, all right, that's it, I'll cough up some cash, and that way I can be doing the rides that my friends are doing because they're in town visiting, I think you should be able to do that. Well, it's really what's, what's interesting what, uh, what he brings up is really what they do at Universal, which is if you're staying at the top three tier resorts, you get free front of the line access. If you're not, Screw you. <laughs> Too bad for you. you yeah. Did. And if you're off property, you have to pay for it extra. Like they're, we're, we're basically are offering this at Universal now. And it feels like they're going away from that possibly down the road also. So who knows if this is. I. So I think we are in agreement about what we think should happen, what we prefer. But I don't I don't think anybody can can tell where they're going with this at this point. 
other than I think more fast passes rather than less. Oh, yeah. I think more things are going to get fast pass. Mm. I agree. But so if we're just doing purely prediction and not desires, I think prediction level, I think they will start offering additional fast passes at a cost. I don't think they'll start just bundling it in because that's not going to make money for them. Yeah. It depends, I guess, which it comes first. Like, how difficult is it to sell these rooms on property? That will be the thing is, you know, I guess probably depending on their occupancy, which right now is not a problem. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Great question. Adventure is out there. Travel. Mm. Let's see. It's like we should sponsor them or something. <laughs> no, they sponsor us. Yeah, we like them. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> Outer Rim Jim. I'm trying to think. Uh, he talked about what was this? I said, oh, he 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 threw in. Don't forget the different APs and DVC. Clearly, Disney World is going for tiered experiences. That brings up a good point. DVC is getting a lot of extra perks right now that aren't necessarily Fast Pass related, but they're getting a lot of those things like with uh, um, the different lounges and things like that. Yeah, but those are things that DVC pays for. So, you know, like those lounges aren't free. DVC is investing on renting that space, even though it's right. from Disney. Uh, the same way, like, uh, you know, Bank of America or whoever, Chase or, you know, yeah. like whatever whatever uh, that lounge is that they offer to their cardholders. Disney is not just being super nice and being like, oh, yeah, here, we'll just give you the space. How much money do they actually make off of that? Disney probably doesn't make much, but it's something that they can use as a reason to, you know, buy in. Like, hey, not only can you come to the parks whenever you're going to be staying at DVC, but if you're a little bit tired and you want to take a break, you don't have to come back to the room. We have a place in the park for you to sit. Yeah. But I guess my point is who out there doesn't have a chase card, but hears about this lounge and thinks, you know what? I'm going to sign up for a chase card because I can go get some Coke Zero. Yeah, well, walk walk around and look at all the monkeys wearing that stupid backpack that they're giving away. Yeah. And, and, and those <laughs> I'm just asking a question. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, clearly it must be working because I keep doing it year after year. But I just personally, as you know, a consumer, couldn't see myself making a decision based on, oh, I can get in a lounge and some Coke. I want soda. I just think it's a perk. Yeah, I just think it's a perk. You know, they just per- okay. people love perks. Like you go to the football game, you know, there's like perks. I feel like they're copying what's going on like at football stadiums and music concerts. I feel like they're seeing like with these VIP tents. Like when you go to like a music festival, there's tons of VIP tents, and and it feels like that's what Disney's copying is what is what I is what I feel. And I think even with the DVC, it's like another another perk over here. It's like every company wants a perk that they can put their people in. Just Puts them in a good mood and yeah, he's not yeah. Kind of a perk is all. Uh, well, and, just, and in and in reality, it's probably not. But you know, when when they're pitching it, when you've yeah. gotten your sticker at the uh, at the people that you walked by and agreed to go on this tour because one, you're either interested or two, you don't know how to say no. Um, yeah, and you're on the tour, and the guy's just trying to make his commission. You know, he's and, just like, and you got a free lounge in the yeah. Yeah, you know, you, we're not just talking about a room to stay in here, folks. I'm talking about <laughs> you can come around the corner right here and get yourself a Coke Zero and just put your feet up for a little while and woo wee. It's some relaxing at the Magic Kingdom. 
that is actually a pretty good sales pitch. I'm not gonna lie. Well done. Well done, Skipper. What? A tent in Tomorrowland? What? Right. Well, then that's the thing. So how much do you think those tents cost? $800 a night. But guess how much your free lounge costs? That's right. I said free. <laughs> Man, I'm going to go buy DVC right now. Yeah, I know. I should be getting commission just for having this conversation right now. Right now. Hey, I earned $100 and didn't buy DVC. What's up? Nice. Well, nice. That's how you gain the system. That's what I'm saying. Man, you did a good now, job. Hey, do they keep track of that? Can you go do it again next they trip? They do. Yeah. They, oh. they, it's once a year. So oh, once a year. Okay. That's next true. September. Guess who's going to be seeing you again? DVC. <laughs> Just put Mark in charge. Who does the talking but, between you and Mark in those things? Depends on how much you've had to drink. In those situations, yeah. Awesome. Which is it? The more, like, what does that mean? Like, if you, the more drinking, who talks more? Mark well. Okay. So, like, if you, but if not, you're going to take the lead on these, like, DVC things? No, I was ready to go in there and be, like, playing hardball. Like, yeah, that's nice, but mm, sorry. Thanks for the information. And he was all like, I'm into this. And I'm like, <laughs> whoa there. They need to start giving out free cocktails before you go into the DVC instead of ice cream. Yeah, right. Well, we BYOB'd, so. (laughs) I love it. Um, This is an interesting question. La Cava del Tequila, and it's been passed around as an SR boner. I don't even understand where they're going with this. Where would you be most happy to have a Cava de Tequila at? Oh, there's a multiple choice. Oh, where would you be most happy to have a Cava de Tequila at? Magic Kingdom, Monorail, Disney Cruise, or your city? Magic Kingdom. Obviously. Yeah. But, I mean, that's not even fair because no. they know it's not going to happen. <laughs> so I don't – I mean, so? Disney Cruise would actually be pretty awesome. Disney Cruise would be awesome. 99% would be nice. of the Ask Sarah questions are not things are going to happen. No, but this is – This is Kava I'm talking about. Like, those guys should know better. All right. Now, here's the deal. There have been 332 votes. I mean, obviously, we've got our way, but let's let's see if you can predict. There's been 332 votes. The options are, again, Magic Kingdom, Monorail, Disney Cruise, and your city. What do you think? There's a tie for the lead between two of them. And which do you think it is? Magic Kingdom and, I guess, Suck Up, so you say my city. I don't know. I'm going to say Magic You're Kingdom correct. and Monorail. Oh, really? Please. Damn it. Oh, yeah. Rhiannon nailed it. Magic Kingdom and your city are equal at 33%. Disney Cruise comes in at 21%. And dead last, bringing up the rear, is the monorail. Or actually, it's mon, monorail, the way they have it spelled. Well, if it were me and I had to pick two, I would pick Magic Kingdom and monorail. So people are clearly deluded. But, yeah. yeah, I could see why you wouldn't want it in your own city no offense kava but i can get a good margarita here for a fraction of your prices yeah disney cruise would actually it is actually a great fit on a disney cruise ship to be oh, honest oh yeah that would be that's probably when you really think about it obviously like you said skipper magic kingdom is not going to happen but i could definitely see it going on the cruise ship so that was actually a yeah that'd be cool question let's see uh, Ellen asked if we thought the $150 per person was worth it. We all said, you guys both said yes. I, I, I would say it's proven otherwise. It. And I have two things. Is it worth it? Yes. Am I, do I want to go spend $400 on dinner? $350 per, uh, it's tough. 
It's, I'm, I have a hard time justifying that when I can go for because I really enjoy like just Citrus Coast by itself for like two hundred. You know, I really enjoy just Citrus Coast by itself. I, so I would. I'll be. I will be very interested to see the per, the first blogger who does this, and you know they're going to take pictures of every single food item and they're going to break it down by cost of what this would cost you yeah. if you purchase this on its own at each of these individual restaurants and bars and add it up and add up the time and we will soon have an actual cost breakdown of whether or not this is technically worth it. And so I'll be Well, should it be the same? Okay, what do you guys think? Should it be the same price, less, or more because of the experience? Like, which, which way do you think it should go? Should it be less than one meal, you know, if it was at one location? Or should it be more because you have this entire four-course or five four-stop thing? I feel like, again, you're getting into this territory of it's two different questions. It's what you want it to be and what you think it will be. And obviously, we want it to be equal, but it's Disney. It's not going to be equal. And they're going to factor in the price of they have to hire somebody to usher you around and make sure there's, like, you know, a vacant monorail car awaiting you. And so it's going to be more. But the question is, I guess, how much more? So I I think it's great. I want it. I want to go. Yeah. I don't think it's overpriced. Sure. Yeah, um, I, I, from what I read, I think it sounds actually pretty cool. Yeah, but. I would agree. It's just it, for me, there's two different things. There's is it worth it, and is it expensive? You know, it's it, it just it is. I would definitely say it's in the worth it category, though. I would say it's pretty cool, definitely. Um, Jingle Bam or Jangle Bam, Jen with two N's, it is, has a great question. I actually, this is pretty cool. If you had to do all your Christmas shopping in one country of World Showcase, which one are you going to choose? I like that. I know my answer. I want to see if you guys agree. Go ahead. I know where I know where I'm going. Gotta go with Mitsukoshi. Yeah, I think yep. me too. Yep. Yep. Japan. Yes. For a yep. moment I thought maybe Germany, because they just have fun stuff in there, but Ooh. <laughs> that could be fun too. And good toys. Right. You know, for your if you have kids in there that you have to buy in for. They have like sporting goods. Yeah. All the German stuff. So yeah, that'd be a good a good one too. France, if it had a little more general merchandise, but it has like perfume. And then, like, wine stuff, which is obviously good. They don't have a lot of general, like, do they? Do they have, like, clothes and stuff? They have that one back store by the quick service that has oh, yeah. general Parisian-themed things. Yeah. I think those are your th- – I mean, Mexico. But I think, you're, I, think, I think we would all agree that uh, Japan is the overall yeah. consensus choice. For that, nice question, Jingle Bam. Jingle Bam. Mm-hmm. Rhiannon, get ready. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? Mm. Yep. Our, we're gonna have an audio. Ask Sour Boner from Mister Ben Bowers. Here we go. Hello, it is me. How are you? Um, 
yeah, I don't know why I was doing that voice. So this <laughs> has been bugging me for years, like years and years. I cannot understand why in Disney Springs and when it was Marketplace and all that lot, why is why has there never been like a really cool, proper, boutique premium liquor store? Because it would do an absolute fortune. I'm not talking like loads of beers and Bud Light and bottles of wine and all this lot. I'm talking about like premium, uh, rare brandies and whiskeys and rums and the staff would be able to tell you about how things are made and everything's really up market. And yes, it would probably be massively overpriced. But is this like a legislation thing where you can't have a liquor store on Disney property? Um, yeah, okay, there's like open carry rules I think you guys have got where you can't have people drinking out of bottles on the street. Well, just don't sell it in the store. Make it so that it gets delivered to your house or to where you're staying at the Disney Resort. I just can't understand why there's no liquor store it would it would do so well uh it would be you know premium it would be cool it would be funky they'd have really interesting stuff it would probably cost a fucking fortune but you know there'd be the market there so what is it what why is it that there's no liquor store there because it, it blows my mind that there's not uh and it annoys me because if there was i would be running it right let me know because it's bugging the piss out of me speak to you later bye <sighs> Interesting. <laughs> oh, Brandon, I love that re reaction. The best. He brings up an excellent question, though, and I have some thoughts on it. Anybody else want to jump in first? Yeah, I'll, I'll go. So they do in <sighs> Epcot sell not just wines but hard liquor by the bottle. Um, pretty much in almost every country pavilion they have alcohol for sale and many of those countries have hard alcohol for sale however we've been seeing an increase where they will demand that you cannot walk away with it you have to have it being held for you at package pickup at the front of the park and i think that to touch on his question about like legislation or rules or whatever that you can't really do that with Disney Springs because there's no ticket admission. There's no real one entryway. And so, yeah, I guess my best guess is that there is some kind of law about that and you don't want people walking around drinking open bottles and they can't regulate it the same way they can at Epcot. Is my guess. I don't fucking know. I... Um, I but think it's a, it's a great, great I love it. yeah, they do have it at the resorts. You can buy, um, package liquor at the resorts. Of course, we're not talking high end like he's talking about, but it brings up a really good question. And I think there is a chance this could be coming because right now we don't have anything like that at Disney Springs whatsoever, where you can buy just a bottle of something. Eh, but do you true. think it's coming from wine bar, George? Um, well, hold on. Back up a second. You can buy bottles of wine at Mickey's Pantry. So that is a thing. But they don't have hard alcohol. And maybe they're just going off of the naive opinion that people don't walk around with a corkscrew in their purse. And so they won't be walking around drinking it. I don't yep. know. but Wine Bar George will be offering by the bottle and the glass. So they are, are going to do it with bottles of wine. and But to answer sort of the legal question here in Florida, um, liquor has to be sold in a liquor store. Wine can be sold at any kind of market. Um, so 
that is really there is a difference in the laws though like if you're here in florida and you go to a publix or a cvs or something like that you can get beer and wine but liquor you have to go to an actual liquor store but i don't mm. know if there's necessarily a reason they can't put one on disney property though okay but hold on back up just a couple of steps here first of all Florida varies by county. You can buy full alcohol at a Walgreens in my county. Really? Oh, yeah. Come on down. It's great. No kidding. Um, wait, wait, wait. What did you just say? You can buy yeah, liquor. Because you, right. can, you yeah. can buy liquor at the Walgreens across the street for Vista Way. But it's separate. There's a wall between. There's right. A wall, there's a wall between. Oh, it has a separate, right, yeah, but not in the, right, like in Michigan, you can buy, the, they have beer and wine and liquor all together. Yeah. That mean, like, that's there has to be a separate liquor store. You can buy beer and wine in the regular Walgreens, the wall dividing it, you can buy the liquor on the other side of it. Right. But, I go back to my statement that if you go into the port of entry gift shop at Epcot, you can buy moonshine. If you yep. go into the gift shop in the UK pavilion, you can buy three olives vodka. So clearly they found some workaround to get the license ship to sell that. So to his point, why can't they do that to have a dedicated store in Disney Springs? I don't know the answer to that. I, I don't think they, I, if, if we're going for me, I think it is possible. Like I could see this wine bar, George, it feels like that's where they're going high end, and obviously he's going wine. But what's not to say they're also going to probably throw in a few premium liquors as well? Um, well, do you remember when it was called Downtown Disney? I do. <laughs> and before Earl of Sandwich, the place that was there was like a little grocery store. Yes. And they sold beer, wine, liquor, and cigars in that store. But again, you can still do all of that in Disney Springs today. Mm -hmm. well, you can buy beer at Earl of Sandwich. You can buy wine at Mickey's Country. Oh, no, no, and you but can I'm buy cigars about... at the cigar shop. No, but I'm talking about like they sold bottles of liquor. You could you could go and buy like a bottle of Jack Daniels at that shop. Yeah. Um, so it was, it's probably not that they can't do it, but it probably just wasn't working out. Like that's probably not just... something. But and Maybe. but it, then it takes it to his the rest of his question is of course he was focusing on premium brands yeah which and that would be cool which I and so I'm gonna go with I think there's a good chance it's going to come with Wine Bar George that's my that's my answer I just I, I think it this question raises very interesting further questions because you have to get into the fact that technically Disney Springs is an open container area. You can get a go cup from any of the bars or restaurants to walk around Disney Springs with your drink. They're not limiting you. And so to sit there and say, oh, they can't actually sell a bottle of alcohol because they worry about you opening up and drinking it. They don't technically have that worry. Perhaps it comes down to monitoring how much you have been drinking. Right. And, and so... You have that, or Which, maybe it comes down to money, and they earn a lot more money if you buy 
per cocktail versus buying a bottle of wine yeah. and corking that yourself totally and walking agree. around with it. So. Why well, agree, especially with like like what what Skipper brought up with like Jack Daniels. Obviously, I could see that with that, but for what Ben's talking about, I do possibly. I don't. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I don't think there is a problem legally with doing it or against the rules. It just hasn't been done yet. And really good question. Really good question. So, I'm really am interested about this um, wine bar, George. I could see him doing that. That's all I'm saying. Yes, Ben, talk to us more. Yeah. Side note, <laughs> um, Wine Bar George is opened by a guy named uh, uh, George, George Milotes. Milotes? Milotes? He is one of how many master sommeliers in the world? How many do you think there are? 251. Wow, very close. 230. Damn. Man. Yeah, nice. he's supposed to be yeah. calling us. <laughs> do you know where the largest amount, like, uh, I. How can I play this? Which restaurant in the United States has the most sommeliers? Or sommeliers? Because or are we say, it? I'm going to say maybe just because we're a Disney podcast, it's going to be Victorian Alberts. I'm going to say no, but that is a Disney restaurant. And the answer is a Disney restaurant. Napa Rose. Napa Rose is exactly right. Oh! That makes sense. Napa Rose. Makes sense. Um, they also have what was the first cheese sommelier and probably the most That's of those also. In any one restaurant. No kidding. Yeah. And there's different levels. I want to say they have one of the only, like, master or, you know, whatever the highest level is. Because now yeah. almost, like, there's different places that you can get registered as sommelier in different classes. Yeah. But, um, yeah, there's uh, there's actually one of the servers there by the name of Saucy. And, uh, yeah, right? No, he's super cool. I feel bad even making fun of his name. But um, I'm not making fun of it. I'm complimenting it. Yeah, but he is one of the highest level sommeliers that you can get. Um, he's also the first person that in the United States that was a like registered as a cheese sommelier. And that guy, if you go to the Napa Rose and you have the opportunity to sit at his table, um, one you'll get amazing service. But he will make sure that you have some of the best paired wines that they even have. He's great. Just throwing that out there. Since we're talking yeah. about years. Yeah, so we're supposed to be hearing from George, as I'm going to call him. I don't care how he pronounces it. I'm calling him George. Um, so, yeah. He will love it. That's great. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. That'll be fun. Yeah. Maybe we can do it live at Bar George. Oh, that'd be fun. Bar George? Bar George, sorry. Sorry. Um, that would be awesome. So, great question, Ben Bowers. Uh, Brian Dirt Cheap Disney has one and I'm going to start with Skipper because you've talked about this before he wants to know if you had five minutes alone with Bob Iger what would your discussion be about and would you ask questions or make suggestions uh, damn five it. minutes Disney life yeah five minutes probably wouldn't be enough because <laughs> well no I would start uh, like I would want to start with the like what was it like picking up the mess that Michael Eisner left over. Uh, was it a lot like Barack Obama taking over for George Wall George Bush? Oh my god, I was just thinking that. <laughs> Speaking of politics, um, but then and yeah, I would definitely. Next question: I What would, the fuck are you doing? I would definitely want to be like, okay, so now that you've, you know, talked about what it was like to pick up that mess, like, do you feel that you're at that point now where you've kind of given all of your creative input, and now we're starting to run it more like a business? than the way it should be 
Um, and then, yeah, definitely try to get some stuff that I want made. Because I've got a pitch for a uh, uh, an attraction that I've been trying to get made since I was a cast member. So, mm. you know, i got to make that happen. Rhiannon, what are you doing in five minutes with Bob I I would do my best to try and understand how much he's doing as purely capitalistic business concepts versus really trying to better the guest experience and better the intention of the parks and being brand loyal and even just being good to the environment and you know not using sweatshops and all those kind of responsible things versus eh, you gotta make your bottom line so you know we're doing this shit like obviously it would probably involve some truth serum or something i have to get <laughs> drunk but i would want to know a lot of just how much is Disney's bottom line versus no, we still really care about the guest experience and the quality that goes into everything we do. And I want to know where he treads that line. Yeah. I, I want to get a a sense in my mind, my idea, my, my thoughts on Bob Iger is that he is a, a TV and movie guy. I'm studio guy. So he thinks, in my mind, he sees Disney as a movie company. And, oh, by the way, they also have these parks over here that we also own. I would really like to get a sense if that's true. I would like to – I would want to sort of get at the – I would sort of try to – I want to learn from him what – where he sees the parks fit into the company. Because to me, it's the number one most important thing. That is my number one thing is the theme parks. I don't feel he has that same – (laughs) <laughs> mentality, but I would like to know where he sees them in. Like, are like, I think he sees them as just a way to promote the films or to, you know, it, it, as synergy for the films, but films comes first and the parks come second. And I would like to know if that is really what he thinks or what. So I would steer it down that route if I could as to where the, the parks fit in, in the, in the company as a whole. So excellent question. Dirt cheap Disney. But I think, Skipper Dick Ritchie wouldn't even make it five minutes because he'd be like, you're the guy, the Disney life guy. <laughs> right? It's you. Get him out of <laughs> you're here. You're the one that's always sending me tweets about Disney life. Get a life. Get, Get a fucking Get life. this guy out of here. That's you? <laughs> I haven't oh. done that like in a, at least a month. But oh. it's because I think Disney life, I don't know, maybe they told him. Because Disney life used to post on my feed all the time. And whenever I would see it, I would respond back, and that's when I would say, "Hey, this is what's going on." So maybe they ignored me. <laughs> so let me give you. Let me ask you a question real quick on Disney Life. Do you see Netflix now as Disney Life Light? Because they got they do have you know is, is it is is it even close to what you want? Well, now, so I think I think there's two problems or there's two things. One, Disney Life is not what it really is in my mind anyway. Like, when they mentioned Disney Life and they brought it up, they might it sound like you were going to be connected to the vault. And no matter what you wanted to watch and what you wanted to, to listen to and what you wanted to read, you'd have access to everything that Disney's ever created. Um, 
through this thing called Disney Life. And that's not what it and that's is. That's not it. It's more like Netflix where every once in a while they release a few movies and you get to watch those and then when they're done, you know, a month later they release a few different other movies oh. and, and stuff like that. So So it's not it's not Disney Life Light, it's the same thing. <laughs> it's it's essentially kind of the same thing. I've I've been watching there's been a lot of talk about Disney like Netflix, like who's gonna buy Netflix? And the last thing I saw Disney was like, you know, in contingency they were on the top of the list to buy Netflix. Um, which I was like fine with, because uh, that means that maybe it will actually become Disney Life, or at least closer to it. But um, I'm not gonna lie; I'm kind of almost bored with Netflix now. Yeah. Like it's all if, kid stuff for me. Well, well, when you bring it up, it's like the only thing good that I really like about Netflix are the Netflix shows. Like their yeah. series are great, but. You know, they talk about getting, like, Disney movies, and people freak out because, you know, I don't know, Treasure Planet was on, Net- was on Netflix this week. And I'm like, but most Disney people have all that stuff anyway. So it's not that exciting when, you know, they talk about a movie, like, I don't know, like, let's say Aladdin. Uh, Aladdin's on Netflix. I'm like, cool, I've had Aladdin, you know, on DVD and Blu-ray and on iTunes, you know, since, like, forever ago. So that's not exciting to me. I was really more excited about just like, like I've never seen that again, and I've been what? right, and I've been white tanked multiple times. So the only maybe way maybe you can... would even change it to Natty again, right? You never know. Oh, you should no, because it's she white tanked me. Yep. Yeah. Well, it's Natty again. <laughs> so when she Natty gangs you, you can you can Natty again yourself, but she would me, never. You you don't you don't know. No, I do know. <laughs> oh, I love doing that, though. Bay Lake Spence would like to know, first time at Wilderness Lodge in a couple weeks for the holidays. Any oh. suggestions for a first-timer drunk at Sam's? So he knows it's your favorite resort. I'm so jealous. Um, yes, go to the bar and get a hot cocoa and a white Russian and ask them to use no ice in the white Russian and to... Use that as creamer in your hot cocoa, and you'll be a happy person for the rest of your life. And if you're a first-timer, take that drink. Walk out into the lobby. Go upstairs two flights and sit by the fireplace. Not the big one in the lobby where there's big – that's nice too. Do that also. Secrets. Yeah. Go upstairs two floors up, and there's small areas, and those are the best. Aren't they the best? Those are actually where my – writing desks are <laughs> as yes, opposed to because... the writing desks that Rihanna prefers. Mm. <laughs> I like Rihanna's because idea more here at Disney World we encourage you to go to different levels of resort and don't get escorted out by security this is true uh, can I tell you can I, can I throw something else out with that whole security thing that didn't start until they added the uh... until I showed up no until they added the DVC part Oh. Fucking DVC. Are they? So true. Are DVC people allowed up there? Yeah, no, DVC people okay. are allowed all up there. Guests, but all there are so many more people in and out of that uh, lobby 
since the DVC was added I was the to only it. person up there, and I was sitting in a chair. Oh, I believe reading it. Reading a book. You're the it only person like up there because like everybody gets chased my beer away. And like so there's no there's no fence or anything. Like you literally just they actually just go and like ask people. Do they yeah, ask there's for a room? actually a grand staircase, and like it invites you to walk up. You're like, wow, the staircase exactly. is amazing. Yes. <laughs> and you walk up, and those and no sooner do you sit everywhere. down. That one of those really kindly old men in the blue suits walk up and they're just It was like, an old lady, but yeah. Yeah. They're like, excuse me, but are you staying at this resort? Oh, man. What I wonder if I could ever see that happening around here. Oh. oh. Yeah. No. I see it happening with, you know, not being able to go and spend money at a bar next to a pool because I'm not a guest there. Is my money no good wow. to you? No, I. Your that money scares is good me. at the Hearing bar. That scares me. On the other side of the fence, <sighs> we're trying to keep this Hearing area that me. clear and calm for paid customers. That's, it's already like paid. that on here. You want me to tell you which pool you can go to and nobody even cares? Paradise Pier. <laughs> There's Paradise no Pier. gate, uh, and the bar's terrible anyway, so nobody wants to go there either. But the Disneyland Hotel and the Grand Californian both have. Giant gates yeah. that you have to have the room hey, key to get in through. Skipper, what are you going to do when they restrict access to Trader Sam's to just Disneyland Hotel Resort guests? Nothing, because I always sit at Disneyland Hotel. Fuck you. <laughs> you sometimes go up for the day. That's not true, Skipper. Oh, oh, you're talking about like day guests? Oh, yes. That would be terrible. Then I would have to go exactly. to the Carthay, Carthay Circle and drink there. And they're like, oh, sorry, do you have a reservation? Yeah, that, that does scare me a little bit. I don't like the, even the thought of that at, like, the Grand Floridian or something or the Polynesian where you, like, go sit on a in – a, in a, you walk into the Polynesian, you sit in one of those chairs, and they're like, sir, are you <laughs> – right? because, like, you're just there to, like, go to Trader Sam's or something. Oh, that is scary. <gasps> what if they did that to the teddy bear lady? I'm sorry, That's... ma'am. Are you a resort guest? And she'd be like, bitch, I've been coming here every day for 20 years. Fuck you. I want to be there. I want to be there when she does that. I want to be there. I think since the uh, monorail is, I think since all of Disney transportation is essentially free public transportation, it's harder at Disney World to do that because they're basically saying like, hey, we'll take you from our park. Like all you have well, to do is get on property and we'll take you anywhere. Currently say that. Currently say right. that. You know, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, they, would have yeah. to, they would have to restructure so much of what goes on on property uh, for them to do that. At Disneyland, yeah. it's not like that. Like the monorail, does, there is no transportation. The monorail takes you from downtown Disney into the park. Yeah. It's all there. I wonder if they've ever thought about that, though. Because, you know, one of the differences and one of the reasons people, they even wanted to build like a Four Seasons is because when you go to the Grand Floridian, you get like a lot of like people. Oh yeah, it's just a packed lobby. You go to the Four Seasons. No, it's just basically just resort guests, and it's going right. to be a you know a different level so of person walking we around the lobby. Talk about our pub crawl coming up. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> but that's we're fixing to be also, those people. I mean, we're I think, fixing to be those people. I think you can it's book. Hard. You can book dinner reservations for any you of those restaurants. That. You don't even need a reservation no. to go to those restaurants. You can just show up. Um, you know, so like, it'd be really hard to restrict people to the Grand Floridian, uh, from, I guess, Victoria and Albert's down because 
those are all you know places where there's restaurants and bars. They could definitely do it yep. going up, but then who cares because there's nothing up there anymore. Like anything yep. above that is just rooms. There's not really lounges. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah, you can't get up there because that's the concierge area. But yeah, that is restricted. Right. So yeah. Well, that brings it up. Yeah, Brianna and I we're doing a bar crawl on the seventeenth. So join us with the BYOCB podcast guys. We're going to do a drinking at Disney monorail bar crawl on the 17th. So we will be those people. Come be the people that go to the resorts. There's a free koozie in it for you. I want one of those koozies. Skipper, I'm sending It's coming your way. I, I got I got you. We got a koozie coming for you, ballers. Skipper. Dunka. Dunka. Hey, how did, your, uh, how did your Black Friday sale go? Good. Do we know? We sent some out today. Nice. Good job. Yes. Send some out today. So, so I've learned, I've learned it's very, it's hard figuring out how to best ship stuff price wise. And, you know, it's like, it's, a, it's complicated. Well, and so, I guess it depends on whether they need it by. Yeah. Math you know. is tricky. Math but is doesn't... hard. Oh, I don't know. Are we going to get into well, shipping? Cause he... <laughs> no. Well, because I'm saying you have the pins on. and you have the book. And the book fits in like the, the envelope perfectly, but then the pins don't fit. So you have to mail the pins separately. It's ridiculous. It, anyways, never mind. But it's good. It went good. Um, let's see. He also wants to know, Bailey Spence, what suggestions for a Fort Wilderness day? I love this question because I love Fort Wilderness. Skipper, you love Fort Wilderness. I do love Fort Wilderness. What are yeah. we talking about? He wants Bay Lake Spence wants a suggestion for a Fort Wilderness Day, and here's oh. your Fort Wilderness Day, Bay Lake Spence. You go there kind of early because he's staying he's staying at the Wilderness Lodge. So you're nice. gonna go over there, and you're gonna go to the area, and you're gonna rent a canoe. It's actually really fun. You only need a half hour. Don't do the full hour. Half hour is fine, <laughs> and you can go rent a canoe up and down the little river there. It's fantastic. You're gonna do that. Then you're gonna go back to the main area where the Hoopty Doo is. And you're going to go walk around. You're going to check out the stables. And you're going to see the ponies. And you're going to see the horses. And you're going to enjoy that area, the stables. Horses, horses, horses. And then you're going to go to Rhiannon's favorite bar, Crockett's Tavern. You're Not a go real bar. In, and there was a model of a Mike Fink keelboat in there. And there was part of one of the Mike Fink keelboat rudders in there. And there's a picture of Davy Crockett. Awesome decorations. You're going to have drinks. You can have moonshine drinks. You can have beers. You can have a great time. And then Skipper, I hope he does it, finishes off with. I love the hoopty doo. Hoopty doo. Oh, man. That all sounds pretty good. Hoopty doo, so much better. And if you don't. Oh, yeah, what? Better beer selection. That's fine. They do good. Yingling and Bud Light, right? Bud Light. I don't like Bud Light because it's water, and Yingling is now on my boycott list. So, so drink the sangria. Sangria is good. Though. Sangria. Okay. Yep. Uh, if you don't, if you can't do hoop to do, you're not going to do hoop to do. Possibly see if Mickey's barbecue is going on, and if not, uh, Trails End is always a nice option too. So you can do a whole day, whole afternoon at. Um, what is the, what time is the earliest hoopty do? It's like four. Oh yeah, four. It's early. So you would get out in time if you went to the early hoopty do. So this is what I would do. 
I would probably skip the whole canoe thing, but I would definitely rent a golf cart. And then I would just drive that golf cart all over the place and have tons of fun. I'd go ride the horses. And... That is beat that asshole on a golf cart. Oh, my God. You don't even know. I can't wait. It's so oh, fun. I think I do. No, you don't. So fun. It is so much fun. So um, We did one last time. It was fantastic. Yeah. It was the best thing. It was so fun. I would probably go to breakfast at Crockett's Tavern. No! no. And do an no. early breakfast and then do an uh, kind of skip lunch friends. altogether. Whatever. Uh, I would skip lunch altogether and then do that really early hoopty do. And then just get like, just get full and drunk and okay. then get back on that golf cart and zip on over and go to the. Uh, the movie and the uh, and the marshmallow. Oh God, I forgot about the. Oh, whoa, whoa, you're right. Yeah, you got You got to end the, the night campfire at the campfire. The campfire so, is so great. Yes, early hoop. Yes. Yeah. What, what Skipper said. What Skipper said. But don't skip the canoe. Do canoes too. You can do but, the canoe. I don't right. care about that part. I Skipper's would. Said. I would vote for it. Canoes. Hoops, you do definitely, but I guess you have to do sangria because you have no other real option, and. Uh, movie sounds cool, but I also advocate for walking the trail, if you can call it that, between Fort Olderness and Wilderness Lodge, because it's one of those sort of unique experiences at Disney where it's a paved path. You're allowed to walk it. No one's going to stop you, but you kind of end up in this territory where you feel like you shouldn't be there. And so it's kind of fun. It's spooky at night. You see a lot of wilderness. Sometimes you see lone men in black hoodies and you wonder if you're going to get killed. And it's exciting. That's where I want to put my Mystery Shack bar, by the way. Yes. Oh, yeah. Do it. That'd be perfect. Perfect. Yeah, that'd be so good. So have fun, Bay Lake Spence. Have fun, Bay Lake Spence. Um,. M. Gilly wants to know, mini monorail bar crawl the next week. Only has time to two to three stops. Where should she go? M. Gilly. Rianne, you want to take this one? Tambu Lounge. If you only had two. So Tambu Lounge is, is a definite. Tambu Lounge at the Polynesian is an absolute best. Pick one more to be the other one if she could only do two. Eh, that'd be cliche and do California Grill. Oh. I that, do enjoy the California great. Grill. That's great. Yep. So do it a little later and get in there. Yes. And they are, yeah. So M. Gilly, there you go. You have two, two or three stops at the California Grill at Contemporary. And if you, and of course, if you had that third stop, go on into Meisner's, second floor. Ooh, Meisner's is good. Yep. Uh, we're getting down to just the last couple, uh, last few SR boners. Uh, Ryan, the flannel Jedi, wants to know, we need more souvenir mugs. Already have a Nautilus, Pearl, and Monkey Head. What's a good choice? Oh, of ones that exist, so he doesn't want us to create one. He already ha- he needs more souvenir mugs. Already has the Nautilus, Pearl, and Monkey Head. What's the good choice? S. Well, he Warner. clearly missed out on the Haunted Mansion tea mug. Ouch. So, I wasn't yeah. even going to bring that up. Well, I will because I have one. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Um, what's the other one? Not the Monkey Ian Head. McGregor is the best. The uh. What? Are you talking about at Jock Lindsay's? Cool Jock Lindsay's, the one that comes in that like scientific cool glass. Cool-headed monkey. Oh, not that. 
Um, Reggie's Revenge. Yeah, that that's actually a really cool. That's like, a cool glass. Yeah, that's a cool glass. I that's actually a cool have glass. it prominently displayed towards the front in mm. my. Uh... It's like a beaker, kind of. Yeah, it's very yeah, cool. It's it's cool. I actually really like the classic of the. Uh, it looks kind of like the classic Polynesian. I like the hippopotamus mai tai. I like that glass. The new one has cool. shruggy the shruggy. Yeah, it has yes. shruggy. Mm-hmm. It's like a classic Polynesian. Yeah, I have the old school shruggy. Yeah, yeah. I have the old one. I have the old one that says Polynesian on it. I have one that I got at Trader Sam's. It just doesn't say anything on it. Um, mm-hmm. And then I've got the the new shruggy that says Trader Sam's. I got. I got one. It was Drunko. It was the first weekend I met you. Yay! I got one. So way before Trader Sam's opened, it does not say Polynesian on it, but it does look like Shruggy. And again, yeah. this before the rehab refurb of the lobby. So nice. Sorry, you can't get that now. Mm. So I would say that. I like that one. Just because it's a classic Polynesian. So I go with that. He also wants us to design a theme-friendly IP attraction for Future World, like the Seas with Nemo and Friends. Like, what what IP attraction would go well in there? I think the classic would be Tron. I think that would be pretty cool. Would they still do that? I mean, if, they, if they're willing to do that in Shanghai, I would like to see... I want to see Tron if, if they have to do it. Well, I, I feel like if we're talking about Future World... And we're sticking with the whole, you know, learning and science and all that stuff. Um, Don't steal my idea. Well, then you go first. Okay. So, (laughs) in the current festival center that used to be Body Wars and all that. So, if we bring back the whole concept of looking at the human body, and in my case, the human brain, if you incorporate it inside out. Yeah. That would I, that would be my idea. Yeah. That's cool. People, people often compared inside out to cranium command, which was at okay. wonders of life. So that totally is a great fit. Yeah. What I, was yours, uh, Skipper? No, I mean, it's kind of in the same vein where we have to look at, you know, what What are the current IPs and what are our options? And it's usually Pixar and whatever modern Disney movie and Marvel. And I was thinking that you would have to be something if you're – like for Marvel, if they're going to try to keep with that same um, learning experience, it could be like a Tony Stark, um, you know, Stark Laboratories or something like that where you're actually going in and seeing – uh, the same place that he got, he does his R and D for his own stuff, but then, you know, how they're actually working on, um, you know, renewable energy and stuff like that. Um, you know, so you're kind of getting like the, the IP that goes with it, but you're also learning. I I think the inside out one is great. Um, you know, stuff like that, I think is probably, probably their best bet. Probably. Probably. Probably something like that is most probably probably WDW owner wants to know how does Disney uh, feel about how does all feel about Disney cast members drinking on Walt Disney World property parks while not on duty. No other company allows it. Um, You know, like if you work at like TGI Fridays, you're not supposed to drink at your restaurant. They typically I'm just using that as a yeah. Really? 
it doesn't it doesn't bother me at all. And I uh, I was a cast member, and they never said anything. Not that I ever saw of any kind of restrictions on that. Obviously, yeah, not. I mean, they used to have cast member costume night at Pleasure Island. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah, you obviously can't in your costume. Right. Well, I'm, yeah, you can't on duty. But this is the first I've ever heard of any company that serves alcohol saying when you're not on duty you can't come and spend money here that seems silly yeah no there's oh, a, there's actually a lot of bars and restaurants yeah. that do that um, really? yeah i know a lot of people Why? in the service industry they're like i can't drink here so we gotta go somewhere really? else. yeah because yeah, you get your regulars that you know go to that place and they don't you know they don't want to maybe you get drunk and then you're like hey you bitch remember last week when you only tipped me a dollar suck a dick huh okay so oh, that's Maybe it's just me that would say that. <laughs> well, I don't know. I just, I guess I've, I've never personally worked in the service industry, so I get, yeah. I'm not familiar no. with that. But I haven't either. Yeah, but I don't have much, a problem but... with like, I mean, and that, and and that's where going back to like talking about Fridays. I think there's a big difference between a Fridays not letting you know their server hang out at the bar, which could also mean that they're you know they don't want them to get privileges. You know where they've know right. they, know, they know the bartender they're going to get free drinks, and you know somebody working for Disney that has fifty thousand employees and then telling them like, "Hey, don't come here." <laughs> yeah, if anything, um, they kind of go the other way. They right. really encourage you with like a lot of discounts, and the way you, you can't get discounts on liquor, but you said there, and especially in the past, there have been a lot of cast member nights or like at the Hoopty Doo. You you get it's not like they're like Disney cast members. You can get the food, but we're not going to bring you the, right, the booze. No way, dude. That's... You were just saying earlier about the ESPN thing. Yeah. Right. It's 50% so... off. And that was off the t- – and I remember that was the one place where it was 50% off your whole bill. So it included yeah. alcohol. It was like oh, the one place it. that, that it did so it good. too. If yeah, they, if it was they awesome. reinstate that, I'll move back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was great. I was actually really bummed because I was still a cast member at the time when they got rid of it. And uh, when and, and I was like, oh, it was not that it was a great place other than it was just on property. Yes, you had to like get there because it was not convenient. But to have a place on property, 50 percent off was unbelievable. It was so great. Mr. Monkey. Hey. This is a specific ass sour boner just for you, Rhiannon. Mm. So, Rhiannon, would you rather have a day date at Bush Gardens or Universal? Mm, I would say Universal only because I feel like it's a little bit more special to me in the sense that it's not something I could do as easily or readily. So, yeah, because Bush Gardens is closer to me, it's cheaper for anybody. So to do Universal, I'm going to have to travel farther, spend a bit more money, and there are two parks, and there's Harry Potter, so I'm going to go with that. Man, are we back on? Are we going to possibly have, finally, the Mr. Monkey Rhiannon Universal (laughs) date? Could this happen still? Would you still be interested? Of course I'm interested. It's It's never been a lack of interest. It's just a lack of time, because... The very few weekends I get up there, I'm on a mission to do something at Disney. And so I will be at Disney two weekends in a row in December, which, by the way, I have not been at Disney since September. So I've gone two months without. So I'm in withdrawal right now. 
and I'm going out for one weekend to do candlelight processional, which, by the way, first time ever for me. Nice. But we're doing that with Mark's parents as their Christmas present. We've purchased them a night at Port Orleans Riverside, and we are purchasing the candlelight processional dinner package and doing all that with them. So that's kind of tied up, you know, time-wise. Yep. And then the following weekend, pub crawl. Yes. So, yeah, it's like every time I'm there, I have a dedicated purpose for being there. Oh. I can't just, you know, yeah. run off with Mr. Monkey into the sunset like I would like to. Oh. Mr. Monkey right now is just staring off into the sun. <laughs> He's just staring off right now. I can picture him right now. I'm just... I'm saying there's a chance. Oh, all right. Why why are you at the, why are you going to the airport? Flying somewhere? Right. Yeah. Um, discounselor. <laughs> discounselor, if you ended up on Santa's naughty list, what Disney thing would he put in your stocking to replace the coal? Mm. What do you hate? Like what do you really not want? A jar of olives. What oh about a Oh my god, <laughs> the worst. Olives, or just would you rather have a jar of olives or a twelve pack of Bud Light? Oh, I would definitely take the Bud Light over olives. Wow, wow, yes. Wow. No, I Bonkers. cannot eat olives. Really? I cannot. They're so good. I can't. Oh, they're yummy. I can drink Bud Light. I'm not going to like it. I'm not going to recommend it to a friend. I'm not going to spend money on it. But I'll do it. Olives will not go in my mouth. And that's what she says sometimes. Man, I feel like an olive right now. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it! Sorry. Uh, It's all right. I'm thinking of, like, what's the worst thing that I could see pulling out of that? I mean, olives, I hate olives, too, but I can't. That is not something. That's not the worst that could ever show up in there. You know what? I, I really, uh, like, <laughs> honestly, you know what? I really can't stand. And this would be the worst thing that I could possibly think of to get in there. Like wet. I don't wet dog food, like canned dog food <laughs> is like the grossest <laughs> thing in the world. <laughs> like, I can't like even like I've had dogs and dry dog food I can handle but that wet dog food to me is the I can't even I don't even want it near me that would be what my set that would be what my uh, stocking would be filled with is so ants of dog now food now I know what to buy I know, so you're a weirdo that's what you're telling me what's weird about not liking wet dog food it's just weird it's just food yeah like I don't even want the can like it's seal. Not dog I don't even want feces. It's food. I don't. It's it really creeps me out. I don't want it. I don't want it anywhere near it me. Like I would creep me out. Like I know it's like a treat for the dog, but I'm like, mm, sorry, buddy, dry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. They need that. You don't need it. Oh my god! You so now you're depriving your dog of actual sustenance because it. of your own piccadillos. <laughs> Skipper, what do you put in there? Moving on. Not... What do I not want in my stocking? What would... Oh, man. Universal ticket. Yeah, I mean, it would probably go to waste. That's the only problem. Uh, 
Don't take this personally, Drunky, but I think your phone. Like, the first thing that popped up in my mind was that. Not even the Samsung, but just that fucking toolbar at the top. (laughs) That's the first thing. I definitely don't take that personally. Okay, good. Because I was like, I'm like, literally, that was was like, what is the thing that you hate most? And I was like, man, that effing toolbar. I hate that. I'm gonna send you a screenshot just just for that right oh now. Oh my just, god! Just every time you it. every time you post a screenshot, I'm always like, oh, there it is again. And why does it have 14 Twitter birds in it? Like, I really don't know to be honest. I don't even notice it at this point. I don't even notice it. It's but so yeah, funny. there's. I don't know why there's 12 different Twitter birds. I don't know why. I mean, it's one just, would not be, you know, but not notice. Like, why wouldn't it? Like, one... I totally get it? Like, I I work at probably the noisiest place next to STK in the world. And people are always like, dude, how can you not, like, how does the noise not drive you crazy? And, and like you said, after a while, you don't even notice anymore. It just goes away. Yeah. But, uh, right. Weird. Yeah. Like, it's funny. I've had, I, this is probably, yeah, I'm topic, but yeah, you, you show me, just get used to it. Like, like I've had an iPhone before, but I had someone handed me theirs the other day and I was trying to find something like the buttons. I couldn't figure out what to push or anything. Like, what anymore. is all these things? What yeah. You think you lose it. You just lose fangled. it. You lose it. I've had both. Anyway. Um, Nicole with the final Ask Seller Boner and she has now waited I believe now two weeks for this because you were not here last week oh. so she wants oh. she has Disneyland question that she wants oh. specifically from Skipper to Gritchie to finish out today's Ask Seller Boner Nicole wants to know it's a possible four to five day trip reasonably limited money should she do an on a Walt, oh, Walt Disney World Walt Disney World on property discounted Oh, okay. Or Disneyland off property for the hopper. Okay, so it's Disneyland versus Disney World. Okay, let me oh, restart. Okay, okay. Four to five days, reasonably priced, reasonably limited money. Should you do Walt Disney World on property or Disneyland off property? I think that's so uh, If you've is, never is been. Is airfare part of her question? Where does she live? I will click on Nicole's thing and see what she publicly will tell us. Maybe I want to she... click on Nicole's thing. Is from does not say the second star to the right, so that is not very helpful. Nice. Um, but, uh, so we can't say whether or not she has to purchase airfare for either or both. No. Oh, well, let's this assume. is Nicole. I flirt with her all the time. Yeah, she's the I, I flirt with her too. I, I as you lives. should. As you I just don't know where she lives. Let's assume. So, no, so, her... so this is what I'm going to say, because I feel like Nicole has been to Walt Disney World many times, and her profile picture is in Walt Disney World. Right. So I would say if you've never been to Disneyland, then definitely make the trip. And I don't blame you for not staying on property because it's ridiculous that <laughs> they charge as much as they do for Paradise Pier. Um, so, yeah, you know, if, if, if it's that. And I, I don't know why. Every time I bring this up, people always, like, they reply to me like I'm a crazy person. But, oh, and maybe it's, well, no, yeah, I wonder where that is. But if you can stay at the Hilton Convention Center that is literally across the street from Disneyland, um, it's usually $99 to $125 a night. Um, and it's really, really nice. And uh, it's walking distance. But if you don't want to walk, you can definitely – they have transportation. And it's way nicer than a ton of the like crappy motels that are in the area that charge at least that much, if not more. So if you're going to come out here and you're not going to stay on property, stay at that Hilton. It's really, really great. Um, yeah, no, it's it's wonderful. As a matter of fact, uh, uh, and Mrs. D at D might be happy about this. There's there's a Hyatt now that's just down the block that just opened 
that is oh. also like a buck twenty-five a night that looks wonderful. Um, you know, like I, I would say do that if you're going to come up, stay at one of those two, and you'll be really happy. And they're close to the park, and you can get to and from without a problem. And you're not going to be at some, you know, wannabe one ninety-two Kissimmee motel. But if you, you know, if I, yeah. I would say that if if it's one of your only chances to come to Disneyland, do that. Um, All right, I'm gonna weigh in. Yeah, go. Because I have a feeling that she's asking this, and I could be totally wrong, but I'm feeling like she's gonna fly or at least drive a good distance one of them, and I kind of also feel that she's not been to Disneyland just because she would already kind of know her own answer. So, my feeling is, if it comes down to one or the other, and it's like a once in a five year type trip, and for the same amount of money you can stay on property at Disney World, and have four parks and Disney Springs to your advantage... I might go with that, but if you're really looking at, like, you've never been to Disneyland, and it's a good opportunity to go, I say go, and don't worry about not staying on property, because as you pointed out, there are hotels that, fine, they're not Disney-branded, and they're not super fancy or cool, but they're within walking distance, Um, I would say go. But I think the full Disney experience, same amount of money, I would do Disney World. Hmm. I just. But uh, I'm not. Dis- I'm not. I'm not discrediting Disneyland. Oh no! You definitely I don't have to go. Yeah, no. Once in your life. Yeah, I don't think you are. I don't think go. you are at all. I think. But yeah, what like, you said actually kind of like made something click in my brain, and oh. that's that at Disney World. Almost all of the on-property, well, let's just say all of the on-property, like the Disney hotels, they're all themed in one way or another. You're not just staying at a hotel that Disney owns. Right. But right. On Dis- at Disneyland, Paradise Pier is not themed. I'm not even going to pretend like it is. That is just a hotel that they bought. And the Disneyland Hotel, while it is owned by Disney and run by Disney, and um, it's still not like, it's not like going to like, Porter leans and having it feel like you know, and themed and yet in you're that way. Contemporary prices, right? Or and and even the contemporary to a certain extent, like like I feel like the contemporary now isn't necessarily contemporary. It's just got a cool wow. Mary Mary Blair theme. <laughs> and um, Disney in your room, and right? The restaurants and the bars, right? And that's what you get at the Disneyland Hotel. Um, the only okay. one that's really themed is the Grand Californian. Um, which to me feels a lot like a modern version of the Wilderness Lodge, to be honest with you. Yeah. No, uh, so, I agree. So, yeah, you know, and that's why I'm saying, like, the Disney, the, the, the benefit of staying on property at Disneyland is just having that room that much closer that you feel you can just, you know, if you're going to go in the middle yeah. of the day. Um, and, but, yeah, and that's what but, I'm saying. If, it, if this is your only trip to Disneyland – or, you know, if you've never been, then yeah, I would definitely say Disneyland. But if you have the option to do both and uh, and you've done both on a regular basis, then I agree. Like the, the price to stay at the, uh, on property and go to Disney World, 
is probably going to be your better bet. And I just want to say, and I know we disagree on this on many levels. We get into pineapple debates. Mm. Um, I do tend to err on the side of saving money where you can. And while I fully admit the Grand Californian is beautiful, and I love spending time in that lobby, sometimes illegally, <laughs> um, you can very literally stay at a resort, a hotel, a motel, within the exact same walking distance of Disneyland. Not, you know, DCA, because you know, it's next door. But you can get a hotel really almost, if not as close, for a fraction of the price. And if you're not going to spend your time in your hotel other than to sleep there, it's a very good deal. And so that's my vote to do yeah. that. Well, and that's what I'm saying. So just so that you guys, like, a lot of the places that are around Disneyland are going to end up being, uh, like, Ramada, Super 8, um, yeah. you know, stuff like that, which is perfectly fine. Like, I don't, I, the problem isn't the, the type of hotel, but they charge, like, Hojo. Right. Well, they charge per occupancy at a lot of these places. So, you know, it's $108 uh, for the room, and then if you've got two people, it's $160. And if you add that other third person, it's you know all of a sudden you're like at 180 bucks um, to get like Who's three or four people. Who's monitoring that though? Well, no, but that's what I'm saying. If you stay at at the uh, at the Hilton when you book it online, they don't care. Like they yeah. they do their uh, you know they 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 have a room rate. They're not having a yeah. uh, an occupancy rate. And it's, I agree and, there. I'm and I'm looking at it right now, Skipper. And on a Saturday night in December, it's like the. It's a it's a hundred with taxes and out, out the door one seventy seven. Yeah, and and a lot out of times, it, yeah. you you need to look at the uh, at the fine print. A lot of times that includes um, a full breakfast for everybody, and not one of these like you go downstairs and have to make your own waffle and choose between that or a biscuit. Like they have a full on buffet, and since it's a convention hotel, they have everything in the buffet. Like like the breakfast buffet includes like. Sushi. It includes like breakfast stuff, yeah. pizza. Like it's a really, really good deal. When I'm I don't sorry, stay is on this property, Vegas, yeah, it's it's actually a, that's what it feels like. It feels a lot more like a Vegas yeah. hotel. And, so I think, uh, and the price is really good. So whenever I yeah. if I'm staying up there and I'm not staying on property, it's almost always at the at the Hilton. And so I and, think it's interesting she she put it out that way though. Then that basically it is sort of the same at Disney World. You kind of do have to stay on property to get the same experience. But at Disneyland, it's not as important. So it's a good, well, so it's a good comparison. I don't even think it comes down to that. I think it comes down to what you got for your money. And as you just pointed out, you can say on property be part of the immersive environment of Disney World for the same price as you would off property at Disneyland. So I don't think it's like that she's looking for the best breakfast buffet. I think it's that if she goes to Disneyland, her only real options are spending $500 a night. And she's looking yep. at not doing that. Right. If you're, but, but like, that's why she assuming. says off property. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I but, mean, but you, but so what you do what I'm saying. You don't have to stay on property to have a good a time at Disney world. Or I mean, at Disneyland. Right. You know, so, and 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 ultimately, I think we almost said the same thing. Like, you know, if this it, is if this is your only chance to go to Disneyland, or if you haven't been to Disneyland, you know, in a really long time, then yeah, yeah it's a great yeah. option. But you know, yeah. for somebody that can go back and forth and and does stuff like that, then I would probably go with Walt Disney World. 
based on that price. It's like for more of a vacation because you're staying at the resort and all the other stuff. Right. Yeah. It's a tough it's a tough call, Nicole. And I can please continue to tag us as you make your decisions because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we would like to see which way you go and how it goes. So keep us up to date. So Nicole, thank you for being the caboose on the uh, tonight's wait, I, thought there was, I thought there was No, you're cut off. Oh damn it. There was actually one that I wanted to answer. Oh well, what that's fine. It? I don't remember. We'll just go on. If I find it, we'll answer it next last week. week. You weren't here. Yeah, it probably was. Probably. Because uh, I did. That was that was all of them. So sounds great. Uh, any final thoughts tonight before we move on? Uh, I'm happy to be back. It was I missed you oh. guys. Glad to have you back, buddy. Miss Glad to now. have you back. I'm excited. Next tonight, this today we have officially put together the first ever three o'clock parade news team. Oh, and the correspondence true. of Colin, Drunkies Amazing Race champion, and Ellen will be heading to Walt's Frozen Head. Not the premiere, he told us, but it's a screening of what they have so far. Yeah. So This Saturday, um, right? This Saturday. So next week we will have a report or a rapport from hmm. Colin and Ellen, our correspondents, for the most important news team on the planet. The three o'clock parade news. So I'm excited, uh, and uh, we'll see as more events come. Maybe we can get some more correspondence for different events. We'll see. Oh, I remember which one it was. Now it was little PB and J. What was it? How did I miss this? What is no, it? No, no, no. This was from the 21st. I'll do it really quick okay. because we're running out of time. Because I actually have a thought about this, and if somebody wants to do it, it's a million dollar idea, and you can have it. But it says, "What is the next temporary cash grab?" I vote in park food delivery. Yeah. So what I think, and this is, and and I was actually first started thinking about this at Disneyland, but it works just as well at Disney World. Um, and since we already predicted the on-property Uber, the same yeah. kind of thing, but with Uber Eats, where what Disney is going to do or they should do is they should either hand off the idea of room service to a third party. Or make it so that you can get room service from any place on property and have it delivered to any place to any of the rooms. So, like um, at at Disney were or Disneyland, your basic room service is just the normal like burger, pizza, wings. Maybe if you're lucky, something hub grub. Well, and they do hub hub grub e twenty four. Uber Eats, but none of that stuff is on. Property. Amazon does it now. Yeah, none of that stuff is on property yet, and that's what I'm saying. Um, how great would it be if you were at your room and you wanted a, I don't know. Full pod service from Sanaa. That, yeah, fine. And, and you could actually just be like, pick it up and be like, hey, room service, this is what I want. And then they would say, okay, right now we'll be able to get that to you in 45 minutes. And they call up Sanaa. They order it. They have a guy that swings over there while they're while, you know, ordering it, picks it up, drives it back and drops it off at wherever you're at. And hopefully during that time, somebody's called and said, hey, I want, you know, a plate of ribs from, I don't know, wherever the hell you're staying. <laughs> from yeah. Wilderness Lodge. I gotcha. And that guy, like, after delivers that to you, runs downstairs and grabs the ribs and swings it over to that other place. Because I feel like anytime you stay at a really nice hotel, um, room service is almost anything that they have in the restaurant. Like, you could call down in the middle of the night. Or think about it, like, on the cruise. You can call in the middle of the night and be like, I want lobster. And they'll be like, okay, well, I guess we'll try to get that for you. Um, and they don't do that on Disney property yet. So that's what I think. 
um, to answer yeah. PB and little PB and J's SR boner from last week is that's nice. the next cash grab is being able to get your room service from anywhere. And it's, and it's gonna, and the cash grab would be the fact that it would it will cost oh yeah a ridiculous amount of money right like yeah. the Sanaa dinner let's say the Sanaa bread thing is what twenty bucks anyway and then you're yeah. paying, no not even well whatever well whatever I'm just let's it just say for fun yeah twenty dollars plus gratuity plus the whatever the fee is ten percent so you know right off the bat if you order a hundred dollar dinner you're paying one hundred and ten dollars for that dinner so Disney's making their money the the 10% goes to the uh, room service company and then whatever you pay in tip which would probably be off of the 110 another 20% off of that so you know you're probably looking at 130 140 bucks for that $100 dinner but you didn't have to leave your you know you didn't have to leave the pool <laughs> you could be there and sit at, at the pool and just be like man wouldn't it be great if we had this hmm. so all property wide room service property wide room service there it is there it is, folks. There it is. Yep. Um, yep. Yep. Anything else, Rhiannon? Uh, my final thought is that some people saw that I posted on Twitter that my Christmas tree fell over. Oh, yeah, boo. That was sad. That was very sad. Um, so my public service announcement is that uh, it would appear craziness. Who would have thought? That the majority of the ornaments that actually broke were all Disney manufactured. So uh, I'm thinking they don't use the highest quality materials in their ornaments, which is very sad. Um, but I was able to super glue pretty much everything back together. Uh, some things look better than others. The pass holder final year Osborne lights ornament light ornament. Light ornament, ornament, light ornament. Um, looks like a jagged piece of shit, but it's <laughs> in one piece. Uh, Figment from 2015, 20th anniversary food and wine looks a lot better. Although the super glue does actually discolor the paint on the ornament. So just, you know, all good things to know in case you find yourself having to put back together shards of ornaments that you purchased from Disney because they fell apart. <laughs> that is terrible. Terrible. Yeah. That's a bummer. Uh, let's see. So Skipper, what was the final thought? I like, I like, I mean the, uh, the final float. I liked your, uh, your from before. Was Rand, what <laughs> was Rhiannon doing? Is Rhiannon <laughs> eating a steak while twerking? Aww. There it is. Man, that's a glorious float coming I'm down Main Street. Yeah, big fan. I regret it already. I'm a big fan. The of final that. float of the Three Black Parade. Skipper, welcome back. We appreciate it. We love it. Glad Thank you. And we'll see everybody next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 I can get to sleep. I think about the implications of diving in too deep and possibly the complications. Especially at night I worry over situations I know we'll be alright Perhaps it's just imagination Day after day it reappears Night after night my heartbeat shows the fear Go. Oh,
disappear and fade away Come back another day Especially at night 